shelved by genre bonuso. I'm Cameron, and with me, as always, is or are Michael and Austin. Hello. I'm getting on this train. I'm going to go home. Just a regular train. Heading home to see my family, uh, I guess. I don't really want to, but, mm-hmm. you know. Hey, Michael, you're on that regular train? Why, yes, I am. And I'm wearing a spiffy conductor's hat. Uh, and I'm I'm sitting here facing Austin, and I am almost assuredly in the same room. You can oh. you can bet on that. Despite the framing of how you're seeing me, I am in the same room on the same day at the same time. It's weird. I don't remember the Amtrak in New Jersey having a uh, a dining car or being made of wood, but uh, <laughs> it seems like uh, it must be a special train. I don't know. Now, yeah. do you remember it having uh, in, in being operated by Doc from Back to the Future? Do you remember that part? Yeah, that part was very normal for New Jersey, actually. Mm-hmm. Most yeah. train conductors really uh, do their best to seem like Doc from Back to the Future. <laughs> oh, Marty, you got to get on the Christmas train. Do you understand that for a huge amount of people, you are doing a Rick from Rick and Morty impression? Oh, now? fuck. It's like done. Yeah. Do you understand? Oh, no. It's like an act of mm-hmm. like, like mimetic colonization happened during our lifetime. One oh, of many. no. Yeah. Something from forward in time went back in time to make its conditions possible. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Just sure. like in my favorite animes. Next up, Christmas. Christmas, your favorite anime. You see, Michael, I'm what they call an otaku. Oh, my. <laughs> It means I like Japanese animation. Very what good. If, what if, can I, can I pitch yeah, you? I'm uh, with you. Okay. I, sure, I'm yeah. So we've got Next Stop Christmas. Okay. Yeah. What if Otacon created the Christmas train? That's what, like, what if we were <laughs> the time traveling Christmas train? Since we've lost Doc from, from Back to the Future, what if we just, in all instances where we would like to use Doc Brown, we use Otacon from Metal Gear Solid instead? <laughs> What if Marty had to deal with Otacon from Metal Gear Solid? <laughs> Marty, she's your mom. I only invented the Christmas train to bring people joy. I didn't expect it to be a weapon of war. Oh, God. Oh, my God. I just wanted to make my... You know, Otacon did have sex with his stepmother. Yeah, no, that happened. And, to, and, and, there, were, and there were consequences. There were important yeah. consequences to that, so... There are God that pool, that pool. And now I got to fight his Vamp. little sister. Uh, all sorts yeah, I'm of flashing things. back. Uh huh. God. Well, In a way, Otacon is kind of always doing time travel. You know. Yes. Well, especially when I met his dad and found out they were the same goddamn guy. Mm-hmm. His dad's worse. His dad's like a bad person, yeah. but like yeah, his dad is a bad person. Yeah. His dad. Put his wife into a bomb or an AI no, into, an, into an yeah, AI into an AI. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, that's right. We got to do that Milliger Solid podcast. <laughs> Don't tease people; they want it <laughs> so bad. Yeah, that's true. You want to talk about next stop Christmas? We decided. Uh, people heard it live, right? It's not. We didn't. It's not secretive. I don't think. No. I don't think yeah, so. I think we actually let them just, all onto the call. Uh, that's right. That's right. It was a seventeen hundred person call. But yeah, we basically, uh, you know. Uh, rotated a big wheel, and it, and next stop Christmas was one of the options, and we just went for it. Uh-huh. It's a um, uh, to, twenty oh gosh twenty twenty one film. Yeah, it's a G film. It's G. 
Was this G-rated? It's G-rated, which is notable. There's oh. alcohol consumption in it. There's choking. <laughs> That's right. There is choking. And not in the way you're thinking. No, that would be at least PG-rated. If that On a gumdrop, which is which is not a thing you should. Uh, mm-hmm. This is a mainline episode. I said bonus episode. You did. And I was like, aren't, isn't this the main episode? It's yeah. main episode. But it's holiday I'll, time. Uh, so it's, it's holiday time. It's 2024 and, when you're hearing this. The world's changed. Yeah, the world is completely different. War has changed, <laughs> like in Metal Gear Solid 4. <laughs> Christmas has changed. This is uh, what? What if Drebin mom and dad up? are divorced? Drebin you, you, should have shown up in this. You movie. remember Drebin? I do with the little monkey. <laughs> yeah, he's got that monkey. Mm-hmm. He's a, he was a he was a, a child soldier. Drebin was that's right. And then he started selling arms to other people. That's no good. That's bad. Mm-hmm. <sighs> You think it's about okay? Sorry, PMC economy. You know, it's it's a different world. It is the PM. Well, thankfully, there's the uh, the um, the AI that makes sure that you can only use the weapon that is tagged to you, right? Oh my god, we can't go down this road. It's we can't. It's too vibrant. It's it is (laughs) too rewarding a possibility. It is. It would be too fun. Yeah, I don't have the time. I'd have to quit my job. Same. Uh, shelf by genre. We talk about genre stuff. It's the holiday times, and we're giving you a little bit of break before we start reading Earthsea. The next episode you'll hear in the mainline feed here will be some portion of Earthsea. We haven't figured out how to break that apart yet, meaning I haven't figured out how to break that apart yet. But doing a little palate cleanser here, doing a little bit of the ultimate genre that everyone, not everyone, but many people in the holiday season will see at least 10 minutes of, which is the overly saccharine, mm. uh, family-friendly uh, Hallmark movie. Mm-hmm. And we chose this one because it has time travel in it. It's mm-hmm. called Next Stop Christmas. It is about a lady who is a, she's a neurosurgeon, I think, and she gets on a train and she thinks she's going home to Yonkers. Yeah, just to home, mm-hmm. like not even to home to her parents. She has decided no. not to go home home. She's going to her apartment in Yonkers. Yeah. Yep, yep. She's decided she's going to spend Christmas working. Oh my god, on call. On call. Not even working, really, just with the 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 looming threat of work. Yeah. The worst not even saving lives, just maybe saving lives. Um instead what happens is she is transported back to the the bygone era of 2011. <laughs> this is a period piece, you might say. It is a yeah. period piece, mm-hmm. but with no effort made to make it feel like one. Yeah. No. Which is very fun. Come on. They talk about the phones a little bit. Oh. They, they do. They talk about how the phones get bigger. Hey, the phones are going to get bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That does happen. I want to say, yeah. I mean, we should finish the summary before we get into it. That, that's basically it. She goes back in time. She's got to figure It's a little bit of a groundhog day because she's got yeah. to figure out. She believes, oh, I got to like right some wrongs, blah, blah, blah. And she gets that incorrect a few times much like groundhog mm-hmm. day right she misapprehends the scenario her parents are uh in the present her parents are divorced uh, one oh, second word. i need one, one second something's dingling that wasn't even a christmas jingle yeah no, those are the wind chimes austin is set up <laughs> in case uh anyone enters the compound while he's not looking <laughs> that's right i Evidence. by the way Evidence mm-hmm. that this is uh, holidays. I have to go downstairs and sign for a package, which I think is probably a gift for somebody. I'll be right okay. back. We'll, we'll vamp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me tell you about what I'm looking at right now. Okay. 
there is a I'm on IMDb for next stop Christmas so I could report the appropriate times and periods and and names of people, all that kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. It's showing me movie trailers for other movies that just star the people who are in this movie. Uh-huh. And I've seen a lot of weird trailers while talking already. Are this they- one's about Nazis. Oh, dear. I, I, I think just- uh, uh, Lindsay Fonseca, who is uh-huh. the lead in this film. Yeah. she She's in a movie about Nazis. Oh, okay. Huh. She was also mm-hmm. in Hot Tub Time Machine. I've seen that trailer, too. Oh, well, how cool. about that? Yeah. Yeah. No. And I think she and the other lead, the dude mm-hmm. they're and maybe even the other other dude, like the other guy, like I think they're all like repeat players in Hallmark movies. Oh, yeah, they got to be. Yeah, I think once you're once you're in the in the thing, you got to be in the thing. You can't not be. Um, I'll wait till Austin's back for us to to run through all of those. But uh, hey, you uh, what do you think about that new uh, uh, Jonathan Glazer movie? Zone of interest? You into that? I haven't seen anything about it. Whoa, really? Yeah, you might say it's a zone of disinterest for me. I'm spinning around in my chair. Uh huh. I'm screaming. I'm hooting and hollering. No, here, but I'll 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 look it up and tell you what I think. Okay. So <laughs> great. So okay, zone of interest. Uh-huh. Uh, it's not Glazer. zone of the enders. It's not zone of the well. Now, well, it might be Zone of the Enders. I haven't seen it yet, but probably not. Oh, boy, this is a pitch. Yeah, it's a new yeah. Jonathan Glazer movie. <laughs> it's always going to be wild. Uh, For for the listener. uh, mm-hmm. Look it up. Yeah, yeah, I guess I guess look it up. <laughs> That's it. The end. That's it. I don't know. Like, do you not want me to read this out loud on? on no, air? you can read it out loud all you want. <laughs> Uh, a Nazi commandant tries to build a dream life for his family near the Auschwitz concentration camp. Yeah, it's awful. I mean, like, like in real life, uh-huh. it is awful. But uh, yeah, it's um, I think Glazer making yet another deeply bleak look at uh, the horror of being a human being. Oh, it was um, a Martin Amos novel. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, noted son of uh, the noted video game scholar. <laughs> yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. And probably did some other stuff too. I don't know, but at least that. Now, people also ask here: uh, Is the Zone of Interest a horror movie? The LA Times says it is. They ask here: Where is here? Wait, did I say here? I thought I think you did. <laughs> oh, oh, uh, just like on the uh, like, where is that question? It's on Google. Like the people oh. also ask, which is a bunch of like random shit. Oh, 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 that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're like the the view from nowhere. That is, right. people also ask. <laughs> L.A. Times said it was a horror film. What, Michael? What other movies have you seen recently? Watching TV? Uh, no, actually, I've been really, really busy. Actually, the, what I what I have been watching is the the Dexter reboot, which sucks oh. an incredible <laughs> amount of ass. That's the genre. Yeah. TV shows that suck ass. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, it's, that's I mean, a, that's, that's what the original genre. Dexter was. So <laughs> dang. Now, are you a Dexter fan? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, like the first season uh, of Dexter was actually pretty important to me because watching that was kind of what got me back into watching TV after a long time of not watching TV. Mm hmm. 
like I was just like, oh, wow, it's interesting what's happened kind of on cable and like DVDs of whole series were coming out. So, Mm -hmm. right. It was kind of like a different flavor of stuff. And so I really liked the first season of Dexter and then every subsequent season got weirder and worse, except Mm -hmm. like, well, no, even I would say the fourth season, even though that's a high watermark is still kind of bad overall, just in terms of stretching the Dexter conceit to its limits. Is that the one with John Lithgow? Yes. Huh. Okay. I mean, did you watch Dexter? No. I saw the first episode yeah. and found it so boring that I never continued. Yeah. I mean, so the thing about Dexter is I just that remember him riding around in a boat. Is that like yes. the first scene? Uh-huh, because that's how he dumps his bodies. That's about as far as I made it. What you need to know about the Dexter series <laughs> is that it treats being a serial killer like basically being a superhero meaning that you always have an origin story that like ties into a uh, like the crimes that you do in a deeply symbolic way. And they're always like bafflingly elaborate. And so just I have imagine to tell you just just that information. Uh huh. I have to tell you that that's one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> like just straight up and down. Well, and see, this is the thing is like, these are not like the stated rules of being a serial killer. Yeah, it's just right. like the world that it represents. Right. Yeah, yeah, like it's, it's the narrative conceit to make it go. And yes. also to like make it a monster of the week show, which it kind of is. Right. Yeah. Sort of. At uh, least for like the first bit. Right. Yeah. And I mean, you know, the the whole thing for him is that he's a serial killer who only kills other serial killers. And so, wow. Yeah, I'm back. Appreciated. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's OK. Package we just talked about Dexter. I hear it's bad. We talked about uh, the zone of interest. Jonathan Glazer's new film. I don't know about this. OK, you can do it. Well, Look yeah, it up. Fa- rewind and listen to the last uh, five minutes. No, let's just do this, too. Let's look it up. Just look up the zone of interest. Let's get your live reaction. Zone of interest. Yes, it's uh, It's in theaters uh, now. Uh huh. Oh. Mm -hmm. Uh He made the Jonathan Glazer made the uh, Street Spirit Fade Out video for Radiohead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. yeah, Sexy Beast is the one that I. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh huh. That's a premise. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Mm hmm. How well, how has it been received? Very well. Okay, sure. Mm-hmm. Hey, did you ever you see? You can make uh, a movie about anything, you know. You can make a movie about anything. What is the uh, what's the previous movie he did? Under the Skin. Yeah. Did you ever see that Under the Skin? You ever watch that movie? I don't think I have. Let me see. I I have. That's good. Is that good? <sighs> yeah. The scene where all those people keep going into the sea to uh, save the previous person who went into the sea, and they all disappear into the ocean. Uh huh. That's one of the most affecting things in all of cinema history. Anyway, Next Stop Christmas is a uh, it's a show, uh, a tight like 85 minutes or so. <laughs> it's barely a movie. Uh, real, real classic time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she she's got to go back and she's got to fix all these things in the current moment. There's all kinds of things wrong in her life. She's not with any. She's not with anybody. Ugh. She, she's got no fella. Her parents are divorced. Her dad, this is the biggest tragedy. Her dad moved to Arizona. (laughs) It Uh does seem to be the, not to get uh, psychoanalytic immediately, Mm -hmm. but it is the cornerstone of a lot of this movie that her father divorced her mother and remarried. uh, Kind of central. But, and notably went to Arizona. Yes. 
Yes. Where there's no snowfall at all. There's no Christmas. Mm, yeah. That's interesting. Sure. Yeah. yeah. You can't yeah. you can't have it there. Um, what else is going wrong in the current day? Uh, like, she's like importantly, again, the thing is she won't go home yes, for the right. rest of her family well, because her, her father isn't there. Her sister and her sister's husband are trying to adopt. Yeah. But yeah. it's just it's hard to adopt. Her. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and her mom is just obsessed with her hobbies. Am I right? Mm-hmm. So that Pottery. actually has like an okay resolution, which is like when it all come at the end of the day, her mom just likes pottery in any world. <laughs> it, it is in all universes. <laughs> yeah. uh, the her mother likes pottery yeah. and will eventually move her shit out of her room to yeah. make room for the pottery studio. Yeah, my favorite thing, like the best actual part of the outcome here. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of great uh, actors and actresses in this film, uh, and we can talk about some of them when we when we get there in the kind of uh, more minor roles. Because basically, the way we're going to talk about this movie is. We're going to walk through the narrative. We'll talk about some of the like genre highlights here. I'll, I'll get a little bit of a test from both of you of your relationship with Hallmark generally, mm. because this is both part of the Hallmark genre and part of the Hallmark Christmas movie genre, which is mm. its own thing. And then also it is a science fiction story or yeah. or a fantasy story, although there is a a pretty science fiction looking ass portal in it. There is, but, yeah. Like that's not a Narnia to I me. I was watching that's- this, and I was talking about this with a uh, with, with with friend of the show, Jack DeKeat. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And Jack, the first thing Jack said was, "Well, Hallmark movies are all restoration fantasies," um, which is true. <laughs> and like, I think the corollary to this is that I think this genre is fundamentally always a time travel story. This yeah. just literalizes yes. it, right? Yes, yeah, hundred uh-huh. percent. That's the yeah, movie. If you're not yeah. if you're not traveling back backward mm-hmm. in time in some form or function, you've made an error. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, let's talk about uh, let's talk about our leads really quick. Uh, just just to run through them so we can get some names out of the way. Um, we got Lindsay Fonseca, who is playing Angie Reynolds, mm-hmm. our um, protagonist. Okay, she's she's the workaholic that we're following around. She went through medical school and is now a doctor. We got Chandler Massey pay, playing Ben Lee, who whose full name is said repeatedly throughout the whole film. They call him Ben Lee constantly. <laughs> That's just the type of guy he is. You know what I mean? You know, yeah. you know, He's a Ben you, Lee you guy. Someone yeah. who's like that, like first name, last name. Mm-hmm. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah. Austin Walker. I, yeah, no. Everyone just one. says that constantly. Yeah, no me. one yeah. person who is who is nearly entirely referred to by their full name. <laughs> uh, we got we got uh, uh, Eric Freeman. Playing Tyler Grant, kind of looking like a little bit. I said this to my very brave wife. You can y'all can tell me what you think about this. <laughs> kind of got a knockoff Jonas Brother vibe here. Sure. Yeah, a the little bit. Jonas Brother. Do you <laughs> want to know something really interesting about him? Of course. I I discovered this uh just by chance uh on his Instagram. I'm just gonna mm-hmm. read his Instagram bio to you. Yeah. Okay. Randomly, the U.S. National Settlers of Catan champion, second in the world. What? Did you you verify with an external website? Yes, I immediately, I was like, is this a joke? What is going on? I looked it up. He was the U.S. Settlers of Catan champion for 2022. Well, we got to get him on the show. Yeah, we got (laughs) to. All right. I'll pay for IMDb Pro. So I can contact (laughs) him. Contact him. (laughs) Yep. I'll do it. Uh, well, that's cool. Shout out to him. That's a nice. That's a nice accomplishment. Yeah. Yeah. What? What uh, his strategy is? 
I mean, I saw it. We'll talk about it here, but I think I can see. You think it's all social at the table? You think it's all. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. It's about stealing really great catchphrases from his girlfriend. When you think you've had enough sports, (laughs) I've got more. I've got more. Great (laughs) Isn't that the catchphrase? And and it's hypothesized or it's kind of suggested based on the order of operations of the story that that gets him the job in this new universe. It gets him a job he wouldn't have gotten. Previously. It's like him, Shaq, Charles Barkley. <laughs> That's it. That's in the biz. On a panel show, and he's the guy who's like, if you think you got enough sports, I've got more sports. <laughs> he's interviewing primetime. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Coach Prime. Coach Prime, I, please. I had that. There's the been an era changed. transformation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. The world has changed. Yeah. I often, uh, a friend of the show, John, who... Um, uh, was on our uh, episode for Just King Things. Went to the Just King Things opera. Not Just King Things opera. Went to the Shining <laughs> opera. I don't want to see that one. Uh, went to the Shining opera with us. Uh, John works at CU Boulder. And so I, I have repeatedly referred to his coworker, Coach Prime. Because <laughs> that's fun. I like that. Then Perfect. we got, uh, uh, I'm just going to read like one or two more here because they they do matter. Uh, Aunt Mert, a character referred to repeatedly like you would say the phrase Tom Bombadil. Yep. Like a mystical she creature. She have that power over the, over the narrative. You're right. She's mm-hmm. just around and singing, you know, the world into existence. Uh, existence played by Erica Slezak. And uh, we'll, talk, we'll talk about her when she gets there. But she is referred to so many times you think that she... Like might be a, a creature of some sort. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh huh. I was expecting that. Yeah, um, we got Matt Walton playing George Reynolds, who is the dad, and Leah Thompson. Love to see Leah Thompson in anything. Mm-hmm. Speaking of uh, Back to the Future, mm. playing Evelyn, um, the mother. Right. Sure. Sure. And I of had course, not put that together even a little bit. Uh-huh. Fake fan right here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Marty, she's your mother. <laughs> Wait, oh, I'm sorry. I, I've made a huge mistake here. Yeah, please. <clears throat> Angie, she's your mother. Yeah, thank you. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Good. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, he just can't get away from mothers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Every time I'm near mothers, this is something happens. Otacon mm, urinates on self. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, yeah. He does. He does it himself. He doesn't yeah, shit himself. That's yeah. a different guy. <laughs> no, that's yeah, a yeah. different guy. Yeah, you sure. don't want to cross your guys who shit themselves, guys who piss themselves uh, streams here. Right. Mm-hmm. Please never cross the streams, as it were. Right. Mm-hmm. Christopher Lloyd is in this movie. Um, uh, famously, Doc from the Back to the Future films, and of course, many other things. But, uh, you know, he also uh, tried to murder Roger Rabbit. Right. Et cetera, yep. et cetera. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was, uh, of course, um, Oh, God, what's the name of the character? Holy shit, why am I blanking on this? Uncle uh, Fester? Judge Reinhold. Wait, that's another guy. Isn't that another guy? That's just another oh, guy. Oh, yeah. That, uh, yeah. You're thinking of Axel Foley. He originated as a role that Christopher Lloyd played. I'm yeah. not thinking of... Wait, what? Yeah, you're <laughs> thinking of Axel Foley. I'm talking about Judge Reinhold. No, 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 no. The other thing, Christopher Lloyd played the... Which Judge Reinhold character did... <laughs> That was a joke. Okay. I was very confused for a second. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. We can move on. <laughs> what other character did he play? Uh, uh, Reverend Jim in Taxi. I, I bamboozled his ass. Uh, Reverend Jim. 
the listen the, to the, it the, yeah. the fucking the, the y'all have never heard austin walker on the back foot like not that. like that and especially not about taxi one of my all-time favorites i hit him two times with the beverly hills cop he wasn't ready for <sighs> I it i wasn't i wasn't you can tell you can tell it's the end of the year i just don't got it <laughs> oh you're not taxi people i'm not a big taxi person I, I'll be honest. I like danny devito yeah, yeah i i had my andy you know, kaufman phase i watched mm-hmm. taxi yeah yeah andy kaufman andy not Kaufman. the important part of taxi no. Where you, where did you see Taxi? Oh, I was like a Nick at Night kid. Gotcha. You're, that's I was like all that shit. Yeah. You want to talk to me about yeah. Taxi and Get Smart and Mary Tyler Moore Show and all You know, it's it. interesting. I was also uh, uh, like a Nick at Night, but the, I would skip those. I was like a um, uh, Dick Van Dyke show. Yeah, I love the Dick Van Dyke show. Of course. Yeah, that's that's where I would key in. Sure. I don't know for what reason. Well, I think white. I didn't like how the 70s looked on TV. Yeah, that's a, yeah. I was, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Were you yeah. a bewitched? Oh, I, I was definitely, I were was you a Lucy, a witch. You were like, I, I dream Lucy. of Genie. Yeah, okay, so yeah, yeah, literally the 70s happened, you were like, I gotta get out. I think I'm good, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. A lot of people, mm-hmm. that's true for. Yeah. If you go to Christopher Lloyd's IMDb page, the, here, let me, I'm gonna take a little screen cap and send it to you. This is what the um, oh, photos, there's 326 photos. Uh-huh. This, this would come up. There's 326, and they give a little gallery at the beginning. This is by Christopher Lloyd's IMDb page photos. Take a look. Just a wait. Just a, just a bunch <laughs> of pictures of Jack Nicholson. <laughs> Jack Nicholson, right? I'm not wrong. It's just Jack Nicholson. None of those are Christopher Lloyd, are they? Oh, no. is he in the back? No. In that second one, that's on him in the back left. Yeah, yeah, no. he is. He's like a background character. You can see half of his face. Oh, you could see his ear. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Got it. Okay. Well. But yeah, he was also uh, Uncle Fester. Um, and you're right. He has been um, plowed under the, you know, the the fallow field of history by Rick and Morty. Which <sighs> sucks shit. Yeah. I think he was in a movie in 2023 called Camp Hideout. He's getting wow. up there, isn't he? He was in The Mandalorian? Yeah, he's, um, what is he in The Mandalorian? Commissioner he's Hellgate. Like- yeah, he's Commissioner Hellgate. Come on. <laughs> Duh. He's the guy who said it's a trap, right? Oh, he's, he's if I remember right, he's in the episode with Lizzo and Jack Black. Cool. <laughs> where Jack Black and Lizzo are like the noble, the like the nobles mm-hmm. of some planet that has like a droid underclass. Jack Black is playing what? a, yeah, it's rough. What the it's, hell? It's like, I know what you're thinking. Wait, the droids are already an underclass. Mm-hmm. But it's like again literalized yeah. here in this other way, um, uh-huh. and uh, uh, the 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 uh, Christopher Lloyd character is like the head cop on that planet, who ends up it ends up that he's been mis he's been like reprogramming the droids to do crimes. They go to an underground <laughs> droid bar at one point, and uh-huh. the droids explain that they're really upset about this. Mm-hmm. Because all they do is they live to serve, and this one, the droid who did a bad crime, is like fucking up their business. Uh-huh. It's like getting in the way of their desire to serve people, mm-hmm. and they're it's, all afraid of the dip, right? And they're all afraid of the dip. Yeah, it's basically <laughs> just Judge Doom again. <laughs> <laughs> I am gonna put you in the God. What a cool character! Let's so do Roger Rabbit just... on the. Yeah, we got to do Roger Rabbit in the next year. <laughs> we got it. <laughs> we'll just watch a bunch of cartoons and Roger. We should Rabbit do a serious day. crime unit. And then, like, send-ups as the movies. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah, it would. That'd be fun. Watch um, uh, The Naked Gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly this. Yeah. 
Although there is a, a, a very famous murderer in that film that we might be hard to get around. Mm. Mm. I don't remember. So I believe. You. Well, I his name's say- Orenthal James, and yeah. <laughs> he is famously the second in uh, The Naked Gun. Gotcha. He's his number two. Gotcha. Actually, he's, the, he's good at solving crimes, but he constantly gets, you know, hamstrung by uh, Drebin. Wait a second. Drebin's here. Comes full circle. I think his name is Drebin, right? Yeah. Is the Drebin in Metal Gear Solid 5 named for that Drebin? I oh always took it god. to be the case. Oh my god, what? <laughs> I just, I, I put those what? names together and I'm like, yeah, sure. Like, that's how that Sorry, would happen. I'm just four apologies. Yeah. I'm just four, don't come for me, please. Oh my god, what? <laughs> They're both named Drebin? Like, who knows? But with, I said it. It came out of my mouth. Did. I didn't even hear it. <laughs> it was the back so foot far now? away. Yeah. It was so far away. I would never. It's the same word. And I was like, these are not. And funny. it's a rare word. It's not a word yeah. you get often. It's, it's not, not a, Smith. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, their last name's not Apple. <laughs> that would also be a little weird, but we would both that, go to would. Apples first. Yeah. You know? All right, those are the people who are in Next Stop Christmas. Oh, Let's get into the plot. It's definitely, there's there's a thing in Metal Gear. Yeah, it's definitely. I think it's definitely. I think it's definite. I'm I'm going to just say it's it's. Connected. What makes you think that? But is it because of uh, Liquid Snake's fart machine? It's because of that. 100. percent Yeah, you got it. Mm-hmm. Um, the Drebin 893 launders ID lock weapons to uh, into universally usable quote naked guns. That's what, he, that's what he does. I he cannot. makes the naked gun. He the does. system you talked about yes. earlier he in this episode about, about how you can't use someone else's gun because it's ID locked uh, to you. He removes the ID lock, making them naked guns. I can't. You got us, Hideo. You got us. <laughs> oh. Fucking Kojima-san <laughs> got my ass. Are you kidding me? <laughs> A24 is giving this dude like $50 million. <laughs> you pointing a gun to the back of my head, Idiot <laughs> pointing a gun to the back of your head. <laughs> We're not oh. going to get through this podcast. Oh my God. We have to get back to Next Stop Christmas. This is a mainline episode. This is a mainline episode. It's we're the not first meant, of 2024. I be so clear. None of us are taking this like a joke. We all did the work. Yeah, we all real thoughts about this wild ass movie. I watched the movie. Hey, look, look. Yeah, let me get us back on track because I'll say it, and then we'll we'll bounce around everyone. I want to hear what your relationship is to Hallmark movies, and I want to hear your general opinion because I like this movie. I thought this movie was fine. Uh, it's a little boring because it's a it's a TV movie. It's a thing that we've experienced many times on our other shows, like Just King Things, right? Like when you got to pace stuff for TV broadcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, watching it as not a TV broadcast can kind of like hurt you a little bit in terms of pacing. But overall, I mean, it's a movie built to be inoffensive in all possible ways. Yeah. And and they succeed. Uh, with some like fun twists and turns in there. I, I wasn't mad to watch it. My very brave wife and I laughed a lot while watching it. And then she fell asleep about 75% of the way through. So uh, <laughs> perhaps not, uh, not the edge of your seat or anything. But... Yeah, I don't know. Michael, what, what's your relationship with Hallmark movies? How'd you find this one? Uh, I don't know if I have a relationship with Hallmark movies. Like, certainly I've seen uh, 
clips, right? Bits and pieces of things. Uh, the one that comes most strongly to mind that is not this one is something about, I think it's one of the mystery ones mm-hmm. that, that's maybe about someone who makes cookies getting murdered. <laughs> so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. That's that's about. Well, where do you see a Hallmark movie? So, like, in I've never sat and watched a Hallmark movie, you know, beginning to end. It's mm-hmm. always at my grandmother's house at a holiday, and she's got the Hallmark movie or Hallmark Channel on, and mm-hmm. I'll catch about, I don't know, forty percent of one. I've seen the movie where Judd Nelson plays Santa many times. Have you seen this one? No, I've not seen that one either. I'm going to find a picture of Judd Nelson as Santa for y'all. But that's what I'm saying. So most of the time you see them in such a way uh, that you're not watching the whole thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. At some sort of uh, house like that. Mm -hmm. But so but you haven't had that experience. (laughs) No, I mean, that's the other. uh, So I see them like flipping through the channels or if I uh, am doing anything for my wife's grandmother. uh, She is always watching the Hallmark Channel. There's something about grandmothers. Yeah. This is my sequel to There's Something mm. About Mary. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yep. You went there too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Very good. The Farrelly brothers but, have got to have another hit sometime. <laughs> mm-hmm. the, the So I mine is not grandmothers. Mm-hmm. Mine is my stepmom, my, my uh my my dad's wife, Lisa. Shout out to Lisa. Mm-hmm. But what's interesting is there was a shift, I think. I think that she's Hallmark now, but when I was growing up, she was lifetime. And there's a mm-hmm. genre mm-hmm. difference between these things. Yeah. I mean, maybe the Lifetime Christmas movies are actually very similar. But when I think of the Lifetime movie versus the Hallmark movie, the Lifetime movie is, like, filled with peril. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. It's, like, a step away from thriller, if not actually sometimes in the thriller space. Right? You might mm-hmm. still have the, like, woman needs to reconnect with family, like, big plot line as, like, the center point. Uh, but often there is, like, a bad man involved. And there might be a good man involved also. Um, not that Hallmark movies don't have bad men. This one doesn't really. It has kind of a shitty guy or like a guy who's not right for her. But yeah. Tyler isn't like abusive, right? Mm-hmm. He's self-centered and he's like a workaholic and he doesn't he doesn't believe he's on the same values as her and her family, right? Right. Um, and importantly, the the actual romantic lead who you know is the actual romantic lead because he's in the cover art for the for the movie. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he in fact had the same values and in the modern timeline has lost them and has yeah. turned his back on those values to become a big corporate lawyer as a sort of dark mirror of herself. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because um, she has, has become a doctor. Right. And turned her back on the past. Right. Yeah. The, I, I think an important thing that you're pointing to in both like the lifetime universe, you know, of, of, uh, aesthetic creation and the hallmark thing that that leads right into that cover image is like there's no confusion about where we're going right you know the yeah. romance is in that way right like there's no confusion about where we're going we are heading to you know as jack said a restoration fantasy right but it is the kind of culmination of expected values into um you know the the uh friendly way you want them to be and it's how we get there that's interesting it's not about really the destination it is entirely about the journey this one takes a journey on a magical train but uh <laughs> mm-hmm. beyond that you know, pa- fairly pat in terms of uh schematic and shape and form right. here and like you know um 
it's a visual medium and it's a medium around acting. So it's like, do the characters have have a, a good rapport? Is there charisma happening on the screen? Are there, you know, nostalgic images being being leveraged in in valuable or powerful ways? You know, mm-hmm. that stuff is doesn't it have 2011? to be. <laughs> is it twenty eleven? <laughs> doesn't start the conversation between you and your friends if you were suddenly in December, late December twenty eleven, and had to convince someone you had time traveled from the future. Do you think you could? Do you think you could reference anything that was about to happen at the end of 2011 successfully in a way that would, in a short amount of time, make someone be convinced that you were from the future? Because I well, don't think like you had this conversation. You don't think you could do it? No, I could only for someone who was in my life in that year. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I, <laughs> I just immediately thought of something where it's like I know a piece of information I could tell someone that they hadn't revealed to me yet that that I would that would work. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's say a very particular person, specific person I would be trying to tell versus a more generic, you know, if you didn't happen to remember a thing. And also my time might be wrong on that. The event that I'm thinking of might not have happened yet. I just think it in my I think that it would be right, you know? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um anyway. Hmm. What would you what, say? What? I talk about I, the Patriots. <laughs> but that doesn't happen yet. That's in January. That's the thing. The window's too too small. God. So it's gotta be a th- it has to be a thing that's true in 2011, but is not known widely beyond your small town or something. Or or that relationship. <laughs> and that's that is hard. Right? Because it's I mean, like, that's what she does here. You're gonna you're gonna right. choke on a gumdrop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the other half of this. It is a time travel movie. And so you get some of that stuff. You get some of the like, well, I know what's going to happen later tonight. And yeah. you get some of the like, oh, well, it doesn't always go the exact same way. But that's it doesn't we don't what we don't get is any of the like, now be careful with messing around with the timelines. <laughs> no, there's, there's none, none of that. Of that. Oh. I look, kind of we'll, I'll talk about it when we get there. Okay. But I do have to say that the final scene of the past in which Ben Lee watches her fly through a portal, (laughs) but then she returns to the timeline prime, right? Mm -hmm. Like the good timeline Mm -hmm. with all the positive effects Mm -hmm. affected, but he doesn't remember seeing that. Harrowing. It is. What happened to them? I we we have to get there and explain this. We will we will we'll get there somewhere else. But I I really that it is haunting to me. And he does a really good job. You 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 know, you he's the best uh, actor in this movie to me, I think. I think that the two of them have a really good rapport. (laughs) Yeah. Uh and it saves the movie for me. It makes the movie, you know, generally a, a fun time when they are in banter mode. Uh and then the weirdness is the other part of the movie. I like the part that we're we're hinting at. Yeah, I like all three. I all three of the leads, right? I like the two men, Tyler and Ben, and I like mm-hmm. Angie. I think they're all good. Um, I don't they're like fun Tyler. To watch. I want to. I want to beat him up. I want to. Yeah, which means that he succeeds. Obviously, <laughs> he's doing a great right. job. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, he's like a real shit heel. Yeah, he got that job, and he's like, I know you love Christmas, but what if we weren't yeah. here during Christmas? <laughs> like, what if we what ran if we were, away the day before we to, Christmas Eve to Spain? Just you to and me, babe. Barcelona. Oh, why? Why do you just because he likes Spain so much? Uh, well, you know, uh, it, uh, it's also uh, in that conversation or the one right before that where he just starts naming off all of the European soccer leagues. Uh, <laughs> he does, and He's like, like a thing the league. A thing we're thinking is, I'm not uh, defending him. 
But mm-hmm. he's getting the call up because no one wants this job. This is yeah. a Christmas Day soccer call. Right. Like it's a yeah. charity event. He is not, he is like, you know, this is the thing that happens, right? You get the one shot because you are the, someone in the Rolodex and you, no one else wants to do the job or someone calls in sick. So you got to fucking get on the plane and go. The real mistake he makes is in saying like, also, you should come with me and leave your family behind. He didn't, it was a bad yeah. read. He doesn't understand her priorities in any way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If he'd said, I have to go, this, this is the call up. Right. But I and think then it said, that would have been fine. And then had said, but what we should do is make some plans to make sure that I get some good time with your family in the new year. Let's figure mm-hmm. that out and book that. Da, 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 da. Right? Mm-hmm. There's ways to compromise. Are you fixing Tyler's life right now? I'm fixing Tyler's life. You know, <laughs> when you think <laughs> you're out of fixes, I've got but more. <laughs> Tyler fixes his own life. That's right. true. He It works out fine for him. Right? Yeah. There's not actually a villain in this movie. Like, he's not a bad person, like you already said, and he gets a happy ending. Like, we get that in, like, environmental storytelling. <laughs> I mean, there there's is... There's a lot of environmental storytelling in this. <laughs> there is. There's, there is a villain, and it's your parents' divorce. That is true. Um, That's the close... Yeah. Which mm. is no one's fault, by the way. It just happens. It just happens. Sometimes people get divorced. Um, can I be honest? Yeah. I don't think the remedy she finds would work. <laughs> oh, you're telling me? Oh, we'll get there. But yeah, you're but right. Keep that it in your mind. Work. Work. No, it wouldn't work. But that's that's the fundamental. We'll get there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's because it wouldn't work that it works so. No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So she's in the current time. She's in her life. She's living it. You know, and she's a little bit estranged from her family. She. Uh, goes out for drinks. You know, she's a workaholic. She goes out for drinks before she's about to go home for the night. She goes with her friend, Sabrina, I think. They go have some drinks at a bar. Ben Lee shows up. He's the high-powered attorney. He's a corporate lawyer now. He never wanted to be that, she says. And he says, well, the money's good. Also, he's been living in New York for six months and hasn't called, which is strange because they basically grew up together as kind of siblings, which is a little weird. Okay, so that's the setup. <laughs> mm-hmm. She uh also, Tyler, he looks wrong in his own skin a little bit. I don't know if y'all does. caught this, but like he has the suit on, he has the the like fancy swoopy hair, he has like a well-groomed beard, mm-hmm. and he has on like thick-rimmed glasses, and he looks fine, but I, he doesn't look you can tell something's off about him. He's not our Tyler, I'll tell you that. Or That's I'm sorry, for, he's our, Ben. Our he's, ben, not ben. Lee. Yeah. he's not our Ben Lee. He he's 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 a Ben Lee dressing like a Tyler. Wow. <gasps> right. True. Tyler Grant in the current day timeline is uh he's on the panel show with the greats. You know what I mean? He's like a big ESPN dude. He's got his own catchphrase that we've repeated several times. Um, <laughs> and uh her parents are divorced. Everything is wrong with the world. Also, her sister is attempting to um adopt and is having a really hard time with that. And also potentially her husband is dead. Yeah. <laughs> He's not in the current timeline. And it does imply that he might be dead or gone. Yeah. I, I noticed that he wasn't in the current day timeline, but I didn't catch any details that might have explained why that was. And I thought it was I don't odd. think it ever comes up. I think he just wasn't there that day for shooting. Yeah. Huh. Um, I think that's about it. So she goes, uh oh, I've got to get back to Yonkers. Now, uh, Austin, you're yeah. you're a New Yorker. Uh, yeah. What the fuck is Yonkers? So <laughs> Yonkers is like just north of the Bronx. Uh the okay. Bronx is the okay. is one of the five boroughs. The mm-hmm, Bronx right? is north of Manhattan, and Yonkers is north of that. I think And it's not a borough. 
No, no, it's not. It's like a it's just buffer like a point. zone. Is it it's like, like a God. city of windowless rooms? <laughs> it's basically the city of windowless rooms. <laughs> right. Um, uh, David Simon, of course, <laughs> made that that series that made me cry on a plane when I watched it. David Simon, mixed feelings about these days, but uh, mm-hmm. uh, some we need a hero, something like that, about about a mayoral crisis and a redlining uh, uh, crisis in, in the Yonkers. Show the me 80s. a hero. Show me a hero. Oh, Thank you. yeah. This is the, uh, what's his face? The fella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, Oscar Isaac. Oscar Sorry. Isaac plays the guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. I enjoyed that. Um, uh, Yonkers is a... Um, what did Yonkers you cry is, about? Were you crying about mayoral... Trickery? That story goes real bad. Okay, that story is like deeply sad across a couple like structural and personal vectors. Uh, Okay, you know David Simon fundamentally, I think a conservative uh, about what can like a like a conservative liberal in the mind of like I can see all of the problems and there's nothing we can do about them. Yeah, and trying to fix them will only hurt us, right? Yeah. Um. Uh. And so that movie's or that show is is deep into that into that worldview. Uh, Oscar Isaac fucking kills it. Anyway, uh, Yonkers is a sort of buffer between what we think of as like the New York metropolitan area and then like quote unquote upstate New York, which is not upstate New York. Like north of Yonkers right. is still basically New York City in terms of mm-hmm. its reach. Uh, New York State is gigantic and Yonkers is not anywhere close to its outer reaches or its kind of north or western reaches. Um, but it works as a sort of buffer of the metropolitan area. A lot of people, uh, you know, you could think of it a little bit like a Long Island, which is like um, a little bit higher, you know, uh, income level in certain places and certain parts of it than Mm -hmm. some of the parts of the city, or at least is the like historical. I don't know what the up to date demographics are on Yonkers, I guess. I know what the cultural imaginary is. Um, And in general is like not quite the city, but still basically the city, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, Uh, she's got to get back there. Like, I don't think she would live in Yonkers. If she's okay. making a, a doctor, a surgeon salary in Manhattan, in Manhattan, she lives in the city and she's on call. She's not taking the Metro North down on call. She probably lives on a subway line. According to IMDb, to the working title of this film was A Holiday in Harlem. Huh? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That sounds like a different movie to it me. It sounds like a different movie <laughs> in several that ways. It sounds like a way different movie. But checking, it would suggest that she is on a more appropriate line, as you're saying. Well, Harlem would actually make perfect sense to me that she would live in, like, a one of the areas of Harlem that have been gentrified, mm-hmm. uh, you know, near the Clinton office. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, uh, I don't think, I don't think, I think that's an error. A Holiday in Harlem is another 2021 film. And so maybe there was a time in which the, the, the production schedule or the, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Right. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. Where like someone came upon a Christmas thing and did an interview with someone. They're like, I'm shooting a holiday in Harlem. But really, it was the other movie. That makes sense. You know, one of those. Yeah. Because I'm sure it was shot in the same place. Oh, for sure. For sure. Anyway, yeah. I, you basically have to get to, you basically have to take a car from Yonkers or or get to the Metro mm. North. And that's, you know, you're talking about 45 minutes away. If you're on call, I, I don't, I don't know. That, and that's like, that's like the middle of the day. You know what I mean? I Yeah, right. And she doesn't have a car. We don't see her drive around, do we? No. No, no. It's uh, all trains. And she goes to Grand yeah. Central. She's taking the Metro North. Like, there's, I know what she's yeah. doing. Uh, and that's fine. But I don't know what I would do. I would live in the city if I was making <laughs> Maybe I don't know what her dad is like. Maybe. That's fine. 
Yeah, you're critical of the, so critical of the the decision where well, I think she just wants to live where she's comfortable. Wait a second. Okay? Maybe this is it. Maybe this speaks to it. She doesn't want to live in New York. She wants to she live She doesn't want to live in New York. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she she doesn't she wants to be with her family. And so right. there's like a resistance to actually getting into the city proper. Mm-hmm. Where do they live, you think? Don't they, they say? live in Connecticut? They live okay. in Connecticut. And in fact, I know where they, I know where they live because they filmed some of this in Connecticut. Oh my Because God. there's that bit where they go to that place that has a sign. Does anybody remember the weird sign? No. I just remember the the, the town is called Shepherd's Ferry. It is called Oh, that's very yeah. funny. No it one is. remembers this sign that I've posted in our chat. Oh, I did see that. No. Oto. So this is a particular real restaurant. Oh. In, in, there is a uh, in Chester, Connecticut. There, there is a uh, sign in this. In this, uh, this is when she goes to meet Aunt Mert. She meets mm-hmm. her at a restaurant, like a like right. a patisserie, right, right. Uh, and it's like it says it's it's a line. It's four lines, and the top two and or the top and bottom line say O O and O O, and then the middle it says Auto Auto, and the middle two, the O's at the top and the bottom are lined up with the T's, so it's like an intersection of autos, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, Auto Auto across and Auto Auto down. And I was like, what is that? Like, what is this weird place? Like, what is this weird set dressing? And the answer was they were just shooting in Connecticut in a real place at what wow. seems to be a, a pizza place that seems to keep winning the best pizza in Chester through the through all the 2010s. Huh? You know, shout outs to. Yeah. So in 2011, that was like the place to be. That was, yeah. it really was. It was like just starting up. <laughs> they cleared it all out for Mert. Yeah. Mert's got got power like that, Michael. Yeah. Mert can Mert can open and close this whole town. There's a point where Mert says, "You know what? I've got to do a lot to get ready for my party tonight, or at least my staff does." I know. And she has a big laugh and a giggle. I was like, "You scamp, Mert." <laughs> Mert's bathing in the blood of virgins. Oh, you know for what I mean? Sure. Mert's like mm-hmm. doing wild, like evil shit. Everyone uh, in the family considers her an aunt. That's right. Anyway. Aunt Mert's living in the Marston house. Yeah. <laughs> um, she decides she's got to get on the train. Do 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 do. Got to go there. Leaves Ben Lee there in the bar, presumably to hook up with her coworker. Yeah, that is the implication, I believe. Yep. Yeah. Um, she calls her family on the phone sometime around right here. Uh, they do Facetime or something. And uh, she sees her mother there, her sister there. That's where she learns about the difficulty adopting, all that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. she sees teenage Henrik. Her mm-hmm. mother says, uh, Leah Thompson says, oh, Henrik and I just put together the gingerbread house. And the way she's talking, I was like, oh, Henrik's like a little kid. <laughs> yeah. This grown adult child pops in. It's like, that's right, Aunt Angie. We're doing it. So it was really disturbing to me. I and his name is Henrik. His name's Henrik. His name is Henrik. Now, do you think that's involved with the, the portals or the fantasies? Probably. It has the sound of it, right? Everyone in this movie is like an Angie, a Ben, a Tyler, a Kristen, a Chloe. And then there's little Henrik running around. And yeah. just check something real quick to just make sure that we're safe. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's no Henrik in Metal Gear. <laughs> <laughs> No, wait a second. There's a dog tag. There's one. There's a dog tag. No, oh we're good. God. It's, a, it's, a, it's an Henri. We're, we're, we're safe. We're safe. Oh, okay. <laughs> Shoot. Post one. 
Um, but uh, Henrik being played adult, or uh, it's very funny. IMDb splits yes. it from Henrik kid and Henrik child. Yeah, <laughs> which is funny. He's like he's supposed to be fifteen. He's a teen, teen. Yeah. Henrik. Okay, but the played ages in general don't make sense in this movie. Yeah, don't think about it because no Tyler is if these two characters, these two yeah. characters, Tyler looks like a baby in twenty twenty one, yeah. right? And yeah. so then if you like mm-hmm. subtract ten years from that. He's like 17, you know? He's just got a good skincare routine. What was your issue here? I think yeah. the real Tyler is, like, I found it, what happened is I found an image of Tyler's actor from like, you know, from real mm-hmm. 2011. And yeah. he looks like an absolute real life baby. And so I'll see if I can yeah, dig it Yeah, because he probably was. Because he really was. So how was he this guy in 2011? They should have cast better. That's what I'm saying. I guess they cast him for 2011, not for 2021. They should have aged him up more in 2021 is what I want. They should give him some wrinkles, uh, some sort of facial makeup. They should have done the thing they do in Jackass when they make, uh, you know, they make uh, Johnny Knoxville look like an old man. Yeah, they should have done that. They should have done that too. Yeah. He seems like he would be in an ass, uh, an ass, in a Jackass (laughs) movie. I feel like he could do it. I feel like he could, the actor, I think he could pull it off. Hey, I'm Eric Freeman, and welcome to Jackass. Right. He's like one of those, and you're like, who is the Catan board over here? Uh huh. Hey, hey, are we ever going to do Jackass on Shell Vajon? Yeah, why not? I don't know. I'm just asking. That's why I'm putting putting it up there, putting it on the board. I'm sending this image of him. I think that's him on the far right. Oh, yeah. To be clear, that could be this character. This is an image yeah. of him that I can only describe as like an annoying high school teenager. Yeah. Yeah. It's like him, some Finn Wolfhard knockoff, Harstem, the StarCraft 2 pro. They're all there. <laughs> <laughs> what if it turned out that the actor was an esports guy instead of a Catan guy? I, would we still want him on the pod? It would make me more worried about his political opinions. I'll tell uh, you that. You know, fair enough. <laughs> But beyond that, I don't think I don't think it, like qualitatively it doesn't change a lot. Can I get her on this goddamn train? Is it okay? Can I can I progress us to the train? Uh, yeah, we've made it eight minutes into this movie. Well, you first you have to set up uh, Christopher Lloyd. I'm tr- I'm trying so hard to do it. Are, are we are we all do we have everything out that we need to say before I talk about this train? Stop talking to me like I'm Henrik, okay? <laughs> No. I'm a grown man. You think I'm talking to you like Henrik Kid or Henrik Child? <laughs> You're talking to me like a Henrik Child, and I'm <laughs> Henrik Kid. God damn it! Because what <laughs> Henrik loves is constructing gingerbread houses. Oh, uh, okay. So she gets to Grand Central Station, uh, and uh, she's trying to. Her phone app won't work to get a uh-huh. ticket, and the little uh, 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 machine won't work. Or it's there's lines, and so she goes up to what appears to be a 19th century ticket booth. Um, and Christopher Lloyd's in there and he's behind bars and to give it this kind of flair of the olden days. And these bars are uh, big and thick and no one thought about how it would look to shoot things with a movie camera through them um, and producing some of the worst images I've ever seen in anything. I thought they were really good. I think they're bad. I've seen scans of actual I'm garbage. Them right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing it. I'm behind bars right now. <laughs> And you can't stop me. It's adding old time flair. Thank you. It does. <laughs> anyway, he he does some like well, you know you know immediately he's a wizard or some shit. Oh, for right? sure. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, but he says, hey, I've got the ticket you need right here. Boo 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 boo. Gives her a mystical Willy Wonka looking ass ticket. <laughs> Literally a golden ticket. Yep. Yeah. 
she goes and gets on the train and she's getting on the straight up commuter train. It looks like a like a real train, not an ancient train, not a mystical train in any way. And there is a um maybe a train like ticket taker. This there. is not how trains work in New York City. No, there no, is it definitely not. isn't how trains work. And you know how we know this? Because she uses an app. Yeah. You know? That's how they work. Or you have a little ticket that you put in the – you have like a little white piece of paper basically mm-hmm. that you put up in the seat in front of you. has like a little – like a notch that you can put your ticket in and then the ticket taker comes by and takes it from that. And it's like, mm-hmm. all right, and he like, you know, punches it or like hits the button or whatever to be like, I got it. So, mm-hmm. Well, this guy's taking tickets as you get on the train in a way that has not been done since uh, maybe 1935. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I loved about it is he was the, he's the final safeguard. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. if he had been really doing his job, uh-huh. she would have never been sent back to 2011. Because he looks at the ticket, <laughs> and she goes, I don't know. She's like, I know it looks weird, right? Normally, I'd be using my app, mm-hmm. but must be a holiday promotion or something. And he looks at it. This It's literally a fucking Willy Wonka golden ticket. And he says, well... They, they don't even tell us about everything they're doing. Yeah. Central office always <laughs> screwing the little guy, you know? You think Basically, they tell us about this. Yeah. He was like, how about the, you know, the, I'm just a workaday <laughs> union train guy. Yeah. <laughs> Ticket taker. Well, I know. Merry you Christmas. Know, have a good trip. Merry Christmas. Have a good time in 2011. Mm-hmm. She gets on the train. She goes to sleep on it, which I would never. Probably a bad idea. I think that was a magic induced sleep. You think so? That wasn't an option? That wasn't yeah. a purposeful sleep. some sort of sleep spell, like a level six yeah. sleep. Uh huh. If it's level six, she's got a lot of hit dice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess she is a, like a surgeon. Yeah, so, she's yeah, a surgeon. Probably. That's yeah. pretty high yeah. level, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's like one of those things where you're like, oh, why can't I? You know, why can't I deal with this? Oh, it's because it's like a battle master. Mm-hmm. I see. Okay, mm-hmm. that's why I couldn't put him to sleep. It's one of those. She goes to sleep. She wakes up. She's on a holiday train. She's on the yeah. Christmas Express. Yeah. It's decorated. There are, are Christmas like ornaments hanging from a like long fake, like uh, I don't know what would you call this? Like it's like it's like a it's like whatever Christmas tree was like a long line. A garland. Is that a yeah. garland? Okay. Yes. I believe that is a garland. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Like I'm not like a Christmas guy or anything. No, I'm, I'm pretty extremely sure not. But uh I guess who shows up? Her boyfriend. Tyler Grant shows up. Mm-hmm. That's right. And what does she say? Because this is so funny to me. I think most of what she says is funny. I think she's a very funny actress. She goes, Tyler Grant, which is an incredibly <laughs> funny thing to call your ex. It's so <laughs> funny to use your ex's whole name when you see them. <laughs> you know? Like, you know, so many Tylers that you need to distinguish. <laughs> like, even, yeah. not even your ex, just anyone you know. It would be kind of weird. Like if you and I were on the same train and you went Austin Walker, I'd be like, yeah, hey Cam, like what are we what are we talking about? We used to do podcasts together. It's the future I'm, now. I'm I am trying to. That's why I would do. I'd call you on the phone in 2011. And be like, we're going to do a podcast <laughs> in a decade. Yeah, and you'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that's, like, up. that's not shocking to me. No. I mean, yeah, okay. Um. I'm trying to to uh, uh, to remember what I did when you traveled um, back in time. No, I was in. A, I was at a. 
I mean, it was in the airport after Michael and I got back from uh, a conference we were doing last year, and oh. I was in the Chicago airport, mm-hmm. and wouldn't you know who walked by? Tim Rogers. And he came and sat by me. And I did turn and said, Tim Rogers? Tim Rogers, though, is a Ben Lee. He is a bit. Tim Rogers is a Ben Lee. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's Tim Rogers. Mm-hmm. That is Tim Rogers. I've called Tim Rogers Tim before, and it didn't feel right. It doesn't feel right. <laughs> I know. I didn't say Tim. I said Tim Rogers. You know, I did a podcast with Tim Rogers, like an episode with Tim Rogers. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it ever came out. I don't know where the it na- is. The name? No, the, I don't know. I don't know. You don't think that you don't, like that his name just never came out of your mouth? Is that what you're no, saying? No, 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 no. I don't know if the podcast ever released. Why not? What was it? We <laughs> talked about stuff. He was built. He was building a new computer. <laughs> he went to like the PC Superstore. We talked about that. We talked about like weird videos I was watching on YouTube that week. We talked about video games a little bit. It was like it's in three years ago. Yeah. You think you think Tim Rogers Four. is kind of like Prince? He's just got like hundreds of hours of content. Well, I, maybe because the way that he talked about it was like. Oh yeah, I'm doing the I'm doing these with a lot of people right now. And I was like, all right, cool. It was like right when maybe he started his pot his uh, Patreon. Mm-hmm. I don't know where it went. Huh. So huh. maybe it's maybe it was a Patreon. Maybe it was like a patrons thing, and that's why right. I never got like a link. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That could be it. She's on the train. Mm-hmm. Ben Lee versus Tim Rogers. What do you think? Who'd you rather spend Christmas with? Uh, I think you meant like in a fight. <laughs> yeah, I thought fight. <laughs> uh, Who are you taking, Ben? <laughs> you you'd rather spend Christmas with Ben? Oh, no, I was thinking about the fight. Oh. <laughs> I was in my own universe. I mean, yeah, I think, uh, I'm sorry, Tim, I do think Ben Lee's probably got like a foot and a half on Tim yeah. Rogers. <laughs> and probably like 80 pounds. I mean, he's a big dude. He's a big dude. He's a big dude. Um, so he's, she's there with uh, Tyler Grant. Tyler Grant's got donuts. Mm-hmm. Um, she starts freaking out, saying all kinds of jokes, having a grand all time, doing kind of a, um, a Zoe Deschanel, I would yes. say. Yes, mm-hmm. It's that kind of performance a little bit. She skitters off into the dining car, which I guess they exist, into the dining car. Wouldn't you know, Christopher Lloyd is there. He never reveals. Like, he's playing so coy here about the magical mystery stuff. Mm-hmm. He, never, he never says the rules. Yeah. He's just like, you better have a good Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's like, didn't you you sold me a ticket? And he was like, hmm, in the uniforms, we all look the same. Now, do you think that he doesn't know? Do you mm, do you think the Christopher yeah. Lloyd on the train is the same in the way that she has like the same memories and consciousness? Or do you think that it's really him in right. 2011? He runs the train in 2011. Right. Right. It is a right. magic train, but he's also just a work a day guy. Yeah, right, and he'll, right. over the next 10 years, he'll learn how the magic train works and eventually become the guy who puts people on the magic train. He gets promoted, he gets out of the train, he gets behind the bars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he can't leave. That's actually like the tragedy <laughs> of Christopher Lloyd in the com. And yeah. the, he got to that place, but Damn. you know he's, he's valorized over all the rest of the train, magical train people, but he's locked away. You know, uh, he's the cynosol, you know. But he gets to look out and see people they just get to look out and see snow. So, snow, that's you know. Right. Mm-hmm. She does a bunch of gags and whatnot that are about like what 2011 is different than now. She's like, oh, that's where Blah Blah's field used to be. But they built a mini mall there. 
in 2011. Boom, boom, boom. There's a bunch of that, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. She also says she hasn't had a donut in 10 years since yeah. she was in medical school. And then she says since 2011. Yeah. I didn't know mm-hmm. she meant she hasn't had a donut or she hasn't had these specific Christmas style <laughs> donuts. I thought she meant a mm. donut, which which hmm. seemed like wild to me. Yeah, you haven't like I can't go two weeks party? without eating a donut. Uh, yeah, I just can't. Well, we know that she's on the verge of turning down Tyler's marriage proposal. So maybe we're just to mm. understand that it went so badly that she could never touch donuts again. Oh, you think it did that? I mean, the ring, he didn't hide the ring in a donut, Michael. <laughs> I don't know why that, it's because I said the word Michael. It's like an arrested <laughs> development quote. <laughs> <laughs> There's always rings in the donuts. <laughs> he says, when she gets up in a panic, she goes and talks to Christopher Lloyd. He doesn't tell her anything. Uh, Although she does look at her ticket. She's like, I just want to go back. And he goes, okay, do you have a return ticket? Now, in this universe, a return ticket is just the other half of your ticket. Mm -hmm. Which says return ticket across or round trip across the whole thing. Yes, but now it just says round. Mm -hmm. So so there's a little bit of a little sneakery here. She's got to basically is revealed here. She's got to do some Groundhog Day magical mystery shit to repair Christmas in order to have the ticket be fully revealed and once the ticket is fully revealed she can return back to her own timeline and the future she goes back and uh right before she stormed out of the car to go talk to christopher lloyd tyler grant said i can't guarantee these donuts will be here when you get back and that's like a funny thing you say right Mm -hmm. she comes back and that bastard has eaten those donuts (laughs) kind of got them shoved in his mouth yeah Uh uh-huh he was serious i mean i guess he gave her a warning uh huh. And to be fair, she went into the car where the other donuts are. Yeah. Mm, right. You think he was like, oh, she'll get her own? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think this is an early signal of what kind of guy Tyler Grant is. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Selfish. If I offer donuts to someone and they leave, they go to the bathroom. I'm I'm never going to eat those donuts while they're gone. Yeah. What's the window you give? I mean, do they never return? Yeah, they never. They go into a train and never come back. <laughs> kind of, kind of like a, uh, like a midnight meat train scenario. Kind of. <laughs> this is kind of like a dark thing, right? Where it's like you brought donuts back for you and your your partner, and your uh-huh. partner goes away, and then like it's seven hours later, you don't know where where your partner is. Do you eat the donut? Like you get hungry? <laughs> Are you like I got these donuts? <laughs> I don't think I'm going to sit there for that seven hours if they don't come back. No, no I'm saying you've gone. This, I'm saying in this scenario, you've gone and told the conductor. They've searched the train. <laughs> you've gone through all the proper, you know, steps. Uh-huh. You stop for a long time at the next train stop. They call the police. I think at that point, right. I think at that point I would have developed like a superstition about the donut. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think yeah. I would have like a, number one, right. I probably wouldn't be hungry because I would be so concerned. But number two, it would be like, well, this is closing the door on possibility. Right. I would have you thought I mean? when I find them, I'm going to say, well, I still got the donuts as like a right. way to break the ice. So I need these donuts. Carrying them from me from place to place. You, you just know gave us I mean? a lot about you in this moment. Yeah. Uh-huh. I give a lot of myself in all of my work, Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> I think, but no, I think I would develop some kind of thing. In 
non uh non nightmarish abduction scenario. Uh huh. I'll let someone go to the bathroom and come back before I eat. I I need to see someone's face again before I eat the donuts after I've offered. Right. So it's like we're we're hanging out on the train. We saw each other. We used each other's full names, Austin. You know, right, we, right. we, we did uh-huh. that. I said, hey, I got these donuts. You want some? You said, hold on. I'm, I'll be right back. You go to the restroom. You're gone for 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Sorry, whatever you had before you got on the train. My bad. You know, probably shouldn't have stopped. It. You probably shouldn't have had a full plate of seafood. You know. I'm not going to touch those donuts that full 40. I'm going to wait till you get back. That's, really That's just me. Yeah. I won't even think about it. It's like they're off. They're not mine anymore. They're off limits until you get back. Mm. That's my opinion on how long to wait. Tyler Grant waited approximately 30 seconds. He did not <laughs> even wait a full commercial break. Yeah. Which are part of this movie as, as you've gestured. Oh, yeah. 100%. We get a fade to black every yeah. time one happens. What are we doing? Watching 1997's The Shining? <laughs> get zinged. Broadcast television. They get off the train. Uh, Tyler Grant has never met her family before. And so we get like a like a lightning round with the family here. Mm-hmm. So we, we know what their whole deals are. Uh, her parents are married, but slightly estranged. She has a sister who it seems like she's never met before in a thousand years. Mm-hmm. They just, they're unrelated. They don't know one another. And she has a husband who will not get off his goddamn iPad. Mm-hmm. They have a child named Henrik, Henrik Child. Mm-hmm. And then there's Boomer. Is there, there is Boomer. Right? Holy because this shit. movie, it's important. Oh, this movie has, Boomer. yeah, this I movie has too. a Triskel and it has a Malugria. So, oh my God, you're totally right. Okay, it does have a Triskel. Oh my god! the The boomer thing is treated like such a like it's it's introduced and forgotten about so quickly. Mm-hmm. Her childhood bulldog, mm-hmm. yep, which in present times is is dead. Yeah, is back alive again, and she goes, "Oh, boomer!" And yeah. they like hang out. She's gonna have to go to the future at some point. Mm-hmm. Maybe Boomer's alive in the future still. You think she fixed that too? <laughs> Like, as she got on the train, she's like, and remember, Boomer, don't eat chocolate. Yeah, all things are possible through the power of Christmas love. Yeah. Also, sorry, again, I think the the iPad is only a year old at this point. So I yeah, think yeah. this guy just got an iPad and is like, yeah, he did. Oh, this fucking, look at this cool thing. Look at this. Yeah, he's this that type of husband. Yeah, exactly. He's like a, a gadgets and toys guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Every every uh, May or whatever, June, when it's like, you know, gift ideas for dads and grads, he's like, <laughs> I graduated. I might be a dad one day. I see his dad now. I'm a dad. Give me an <laughs> iPad on cheap, you know, on, on discount. And buys himself a little toy. And that's what happened. That's where he got this iPad. Because it's not Christmas yet. This is not his Christmas gift iPad. But he's holding it like it's like a little, maybe he got it for himself while he was out shopping. You know what? Yeah. There is a chain of custody on this iPad in the in the movie, and it's killing me that I don't remember what it is. There's a <laughs> one line explanation for is where there? it came from. Yes. Oh, I don't remember this at to all. To explain why they're going, because um, they end up going uh, Christmas tree shopping, and he won't put the goddamn iPad down. That's right. He's like running through the rows of Christmas trees, like filming with the iPad. Oh, yes. right. He's filming with it. I remember yeah. that because I was like, ew, <laughs> who does this? <laughs> 
And he's holding it in portrait mode. I mean, he's like, it's it's everything. Funny. (laughs) You think he was the guy? He was like, we could just do it all in portrait mode. He's the guy. That's right. He invented it. That's what you could tell someone in 2011. You'll be like, everyone's doing that now. Mm -hmm. Oh, early Christmas gift from Kristen. So we can capture every moment. There it is. I found found the script. What is that? Oh, I have it running on the other TV, on the other screen. Oh, my God. Subtitles (laughs) on. No sound. Um, tell you, I put myself into this. Her sister, her sister, Kristen is, uh, she's an odd one. I, I need to say a little bit more about Boomer just real quick. <laughs> please, please. Boomer Maybe. the Bulldog. Yeah. Well, because Boomer that's the, the thing, right? Is that sticking out. Boomer comes waddling in mm-hmm. and, uh, she picks him up. She's like, oh, it's Boomer. And then I think, I think it's Tyler, uh, is like, oh, is he a bulldog? Now, note, listener. It is clearly a bulldog. Like, that's what he is, just very clearly. And she's holding this dog, and she goes, no, he's a stray. And Now, what do you think it, what do you, what do you think's ab- that's about? I, I don't know, but then, and this is the other thing, because we know from way back at the bar, right, when she was uh-huh. hanging out with her friend, mm-hmm. that he has gotten engaged. Tyler, who she broke up with, has gotten engaged, mm-hmm. and he's gotten a dog. In the prime timeline. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he's like gotten a dog because the friend like pulls up his Insta oh, and, right. and is like, mm-hmm. oh, he's got a dog now. He seems like he's really happy. And then uh, uh, Angie's like, oh, there was a time when he didn't like dogs. And so she tries to get him to pet Boomer and he reaches his hand out and he does the weirdest damn thing. Like the actor, like. You see, in a film, normally, if you're like, okay, you're a person who doesn't like dogs and you have to pet this dog, what do you think you do? You gotta recoil. You gotta, like, act like you're gonna pet and then, like, you gotta overreact Mm -hmm, if it moves. mm -hmm. It's like, oh, oh. Yeah. You gotta do one of those. Yeah, that's right. Right, right. Like, what he does is he, like, holds his hand out at this really weird angle like he has never petted anything in his life like it is a like it's a like he's an alien and he's like faking knowing what this concept is it's incredible it's incredible it really is something else that's happening throughout these scenes that is wild to me is uh she keeps forgetting yes. that she has time traveled this is like the bit for the first 45 minutes of this movie is that she keeps yeah. <laughs> like and not in not in like, oh, let me check Twitter or what? You know what I mean? Like on Twitter, yeah. already, but you know what I mean? Like, let me check TikTok. It's not that mm-hmm. it's like. She no, keeps, you can check Twitter in, in this year. Yeah, and it's can. just like 400 people saying, hey, <laughs> <laughs> this is not right time on Twitter. Honestly, all said. This yeah. part's this is pretty much okay. No, it's smaller things. We put we put Austin on this train, and the first thing he does is check Twitter. Oh, 100 percent Uh not these days. Maybe. Maybe maybe. You're, and you're like, it's not called X? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait a minute. I'm in 2011. Ugh. The thing she keeps doing. That's what she does over and over again. The thing that she keeps doing is saying, like, well, when I get back to the operating room, I'm like, Ugh. I'm not a surgeon yet. And everyone is like, no one is like, are you okay? Everyone's just like, oh, our silly sister. Yeah, she like alludes to her parents' divorce and shit. Yeah. It's wild. Yes, but yeah, it's like, it is the first 40, 50 minutes of an 83 minute movie Mm -hmm. of the the bit is just in every scene. She forgets that she's in 2011. Mm -hmm. Just really clobber us over on the old head about it. 
which is okay. Here is where my timeline begins to get a little rusty and dusty because just random shit starts happening. Mm -hmm. I do know that they go to, yeah, they go decide to get a Christmas tree. Everyone's introduced to one another. They go get the Christmas tree. We got Mm -hmm. Peter, the husband, on his iPad. We got Mm -hmm. Henrik running around, being a little kid. That's where they meet Ben Lee. That's right. As Mm -hmm. Santa Claus. Not a big Christmas lawyer. Big Christmas lawyer, a big corporate lawyer, <laughs> just a regular old Christmas Santa. Oh, excuse! Oh, oh my gosh! It's, I, I can't believe it. It's been it's been Lee, the the powerful. No, 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 not on today. I'm not a corporate lawyer. I'm a Christmas lawyer. Ho, ho, ho! You're sued. Ho, ho, ho! A class action lawsuit. Now I'm just a a Christmas lawyer. <laughs> Specialize in Christmas law. I I just do Christmas law, you see. No, I'm just a simple Christmas lawyer. You might think that you understand some other thing. Are you telling me this is a Hanukkah mystery? I'm just a Christmas lawyer. God. The reason for the season. Ho, ho, ho. It's kind of like Leonardo DiCaprio and... uh, when he's that plantation guy, yeah, Django oh, yeah. Unchained, yeah, you know Django Unchained, but but also Christmas, but also Christmas that's Story. kind of what yeah. we, kind <laughs> we of stumbled what we into here. Yeah, one of the things she says is like, oh, it, there, there's no pottery in here in her own bedroom because yes. her, in the future her mom will have turned it into her pottery room, and yeah. it's like, yeah, dude, you went back in time. It hasn't, she hasn't done that yet. That's the whole thing yeah. that you're going through. <laughs> she forgets, right? Like repeatedly. I would I would keep it front of mind. That's how I'm I, different. It yeah. seems like the most important thing. This is not really existential for her. No, for anyway, a lot, a not big at all. Part of the movie. She's no. just like I love being a neurosurgeon, and then realizes she's traveled <laughs> through time, and she's like I love will being a neurosurgeon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, so they see Binley. He's playing Santa Claus. Uh, we get a deeply aw- awkward encounter where she is placed on his lap before she realizes it's her friend. <laughs> By Tyler. Tyler is like, he sees yeah. this Santa yep. sitting in Santa's village at the Christmas tree, like the uh, sales place, and like pushes her into Santa's lap. Yeah. It's this moment where I started to think, maybe Tyler's got like a thing for that. You know what I mean? I thought the same thing. I got to tell you the truth. I was like, well, this is a Hallmark movie, so it can't really be going there. Right. But, you know, subtext. He's like, have you ever thought about, <laughs> he's like pulling on his collar. Have you ever <laughs> thought about like sitting on Santa's lap? <laughs> hmm? Hmm? Have you ever? Yeah, it is. it does have that vibe to it. But she realizes it's her good friend, childhood mm-hmm. friend. It's like he's family. Yeah. Binley. And they have like a nice little meet and greet thing right there. Tyler's a little bit threatened. And we're getting here. This is a good moment to think about genre, right? Because I, as you said, it's a Hallmark movie, so it can't be too, you know, outre, anything yep. like that. Mm-hmm. Can't be too out there. Um, but we do get this like uh, very clear. Here's the two guys in the moment you could, too, you know, in this this moment of 2011, you can choose between the two fellas. And they're kind of equal at this point, right? It's a um, root for either. He's he's real Andy from Parks and Rec. Ben Ben is right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's like you know the little beard, a little sloppy, best friend vibes. You know, bantering, etc. Mm-hmm. And Tyler's like a professional man. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like up and coming. Yeah, right. yeah exactly. Right. He's, he's got, he's a rising star. Right. Mm-hmm. But Binley is in law school. Yeah. And he's going yeah. back to the community as Santa. That's yeah. right. But he is still back home and that's the other tension. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I will say I was, uh, I did get a little confused here when that other lady shows up, that other woman shows up. Who's like uh, Chloe? Chloe, my I, favorite, my favorite actor in the whole film. Tally <laughs> Trim as Chloe. Tell me more about about Chloe and and why you love Chloe and, and Ally Trim's performance. Ally Trim has perfectly. Let me take one step back. Yeah, you know a thing I like to do is watch episodes of Inside the Actor Studio. I do know this about you. It's a big thing I like to do. I have a near complete collection. Of of uh, uh, digital copies of Inside the Actor Studio, including every DVD they've ever put mm-hmm. out. Of course, that's not all of them. But James Lipton, another name you say the whole thing. Yeah, of course, you would mm-hmm. never say just Lipton. No, you get confused with the Ice T. Yeah. Did you know? Uh, did you read that thing about him being like a pimp in the 1950s in I, France? I did read that. Yeah. And he and basically he was like, it was just what we did. <laughs> I did read that. <laughs> It was the time living a life I, in the world, you know. Mm-hmm. I, uh, yeah, it's an interesting thing about it. I on inside the actor studio as part of the actor studio uh, program in acting mm-hmm. and directing. Uh, they often talk about you know um, the the kind of emotional uh, grounding you have to find for a thing, right? You have to kind of go with it. This is part of the method, but it is not. Uh, entirely the method, you know, very much the Stella Adler school, that kind of thing. Allie Trim as Chloe has mastered that in a way that no one else in the film has. And she has mastered uh, being the most annoying person that you have ever known in 2011, <laughs> while also being strangely endearing. Mm. She'll do you a solid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She, she hits both perfectly. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm watching Mystic River over here, right? I'm just seeing <laughs> Allie Trim at the top of her game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you ever see Sean Penn doing that thing where he's like, is that my son? Is my son in there? Is my son in You know what I'm talking about? That scene from Mystic River? Yeah. It's like that. Where he's asking if his son's in there? She's just being mm-hmm. annoying instead. Right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's she's just her being like, unclear how well she actually knows Ben. That is my question about the sequence because I left it thinking that they were dating because of some some setup around like he's going to come over and do blah 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 he's going to mm-hmm. help us install the tree or whatever and I was like oh I guess those two are dating and maybe that whole relationship has to fall apart before da 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 no he just he's just a nice guy he just comes over to make put the tree up I guess because they're family friends right. I didn't have family friends like that. That's not our thing. No, I, you know me what I mean? Me neither. It's the Vince Staples, you're a really nice guy. Or whatever, you're really nice. <laughs> you, you people over for dinner, you cook for people? Mm-hmm. You're nice. You're really nice. Ben, ben Lee is really nice in that way. Uh, I also was confused by the scene. And uh, it's a uh, an equal confusion, but in a different direction. Ben Lee... Mm-hmm. was raised by his grandmother. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, I guess his parents were uh, disappeared at some point. It, it's not <laughs> revealed what occurred. Holy shit. Maybe they got sent to the future. 
Or back in the past. Or further back into the past. Oh my yeah. god. They're actually founding Christmas. <laughs> what happened to Spider-Man's parents? Uh, I don't know. Maybe the same thing happened to Ben. What happened to Spider-Man? They got sent back in time. How do I not know that? It's like a it's like a core thing. I think I think we got an answer to this in the nineties. It was around all the Scarlet Spider stuff. They died know? in an airplane accident. Is that right? <laughs> that's what Wikipedia. Says. Yeah, that's that's what uh, Google has returned when I typed in what happened to Spider Man's parents. Okay, and I also know how I got here now, which is Scarlet Spider's name is Ben Riley, which is very yeah. close to Ben Lee. So, God, uh, yeah, Great. I think that, I think Chandler Massey could play uh, Ben Riley. Yeah, same. Yeah, the uh, but no, so so Ben Lee's parents don't exist. In this universe. Yeah. So his parents, his like surrogate parents were Angie's parents, uh-huh. the Reynoldses. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which makes this whole thing a little weird, but that's whatever. That's fine. I thought that Chloe, played by Allie Trim, I thought that Chloe's, because she also was doing something for her grandmother, who is Aunt Mert. Who is Aunt mm-hmm. Mert. Right. And so I thought... Chloe and Ben were siblings. So that must have very, that must have, which really blew my mind. Yes. In the next major plot development where they have to pretend to be dating. (laughs) And I was like, hold on. I must have missed something. I I definitely got something wrong. Things are, things are different in Shepherd's Ferry, Connecticut. I mean, there's nine people who live there. They have to be different. They can't be the same. In New York, you can meet someone in a bar. You can't meet anyone in a bar in Shepherd's Ferry. It's impossible. Oh, um, because <laughs> Aunt Mert's always yeah. closing the stores out, taking them over. <laughs> um, Tyler learns also in this point that Ben is her first, is Angie's first kiss. Yeah. Yes, they were eleven. He gets stuck on this fact and raises it later, mm-hmm. like at at the tree decoration night mm-hmm. event. Mm-hmm. They start throwing popcorn at each other. It's a whole thing, and uh, Ben's just around. To your point, the thing here is like Ben mm-hmm. is also basic was raised by his grandmother, but also basically raised by Angie's parents. Yeah, mm-hmm. as like a, a surrogate sibling. Right. That's they talk about it like like when 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 Angie's trying to explain this to Tyler, she's just like, well, Ben was just like always around. Like he basically grew up here, you know. Yeah, he looks at me like that all the time. Cut to Ben, like, <laughs> and again, right? Like, you know, like it's high melodrama. It's a romance, right? Yes. It's playing. It's not an actually. It's not actually high melodrama. It's just a melodrama, right? Like, mm-hmm. everyone's emotions are on their sleeves at all time. Anytime we get a, a reverse shot from Ben Lee looking at Angie, he's making eyes, mm-hmm. and he's not looking at her crossways. I know what you're thinking. He's making eyes. Those are two different things. Mm-hmm. Um. This is also they, where the, the the parents' relationship that night is when we start to see the parents' relationship <laughs> fall apart. I'm over here. I've got my magazine. Yes. I got my magazine. I got, got, I got Boomer magazine. <laughs> uh, they're not sitting next to each other on the on the couch. And Angie's like, um, hey, uh, mom and dad, um, don't you guys normally sit together on the couch? It's like a whole thing with you two. You sit together on the couch. <laughs> yeah, that's your thing. That's your thing. Classic mom and dad hijinks. But I love the performance of I've got my magazine. <laughs> that it's that's what her dad says. I've got my magazine. I'm yeah. I'm good. I'm over here. 
He's an independent man. Why can't he be independent? You know, it's the holidays. I'm a George Reynolds guy, I guess is what I'm saying. You don't want to cuddle up and watch uh, Miracle on 34th Street they're watching? Something Not like if that. I'm trying to read my magazine, I don't. What magazine's he reading? Woodworker Monthly. That sounds right. Yeah. Uh, manual on how to change a light bulb, <laughs> which comes up a bunch of times. Hey, maybe you'll help me get up there and change some of these burned out lights. These newfangled lights, they burn out more often. No, they don't. That's the whole. No, well, they that, don't. That's the whole had, deal. We haven't had the LED revolution yet. It's only 2011. We had the LED revolution. Did there. we? I oh, yeah, buy a lot of light bulbs in 2011. I got to tell you the truth. Who was it? Who was on light bulb duty for you? I was. Uh, I guess. I guess maybe that would be the. I was those were the bioluminescence years. Yeah, those were the years where I just had a Caves of Cud style <laughs> mutation where I just produced my own light. Uh, maybe I would have bought some light bulbs that year. I don't know. I lived in I lived in Canada. You know, it gets dark mm. up there, so I, I maybe the I government did. sends you all the light bulbs. Yeah, yeah, we were on the light bulb light bulb plan. Yeah, <laughs> they, they got a guy who comes around twice twice a month and asks if you need mm-hmm. light bulbs. Mm-hmm. Uh, got my social insurance number. Got my light bulb plan number. The whole thing was was really popping. <laughs> the uh she goes upstairs she talks with her sister and like like everything in this movie because of the genre it's in they have to repeat everything to you a million times yeah. right so we're about to do like a big plot skip in a minute because like half of this movie is just repeating what happened before um but they have a little conversation and her sister reiterates all that stuff and then um you know kind of says they're having some issues what was this um, before or after the sister child the, ba- the the lost pregnancy was that this scene or is that later uh, I know later they talk about they're having trouble with the in vitro. Yeah, that's later. Okay. Okay. That's I have later. stuff to say about that because that stuff is weird. No, you can talk about it now. It's not, there's uh, like the, I said, the, there's the a big jumble thing I want to here talk in the middle. Just, so. The real thing I want to say yeah. is like, there's this, there's a situation where it's like, they're trying to do in vitro. I want to say there's a lost pregnancy based on what the mm-hmm. dialogue says. And then the, the Angie like overhears that part of the conversation. And then like, yes. Uh, that goes over, or, you know, goes back to her own room. And is like, sorry, I didn't mean to eavesdrop. I was just walking by. And uh, and then her sister comes to talk to her. And mm-hmm. what they talk about, they don't, no one in the movie can address the ongoing trauma of like trying to have a pregnancy and having complications and potentially losing a pregnancy and blah, 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 blah. Um, none of that can happen. All they can talk about is like, we're not tight like we used to be, sis. We're not like buds anymore. And it's right. such weird whiplash because all of the artifice of the time travel rom-com comes colliding into like personal intimate tragedy, you know? And then yeah, like yeah. there's no room for that to to like grow and take up any of the rest of the space of the narrative like structure of the of the film. You know, they have to it has to be quarantined into the one sequence where they're talking about it and then and then never again not even between two other characters who are in that scene together you know and then yeah. obviously in the the future everything's good the adoption has happened and the marriage is fine mm-hmm. right so well we don't know he might still be dead i also don't oh, think he, he appears in the very end <laughs> i don't think he appears in the end either i think he's in the end i think he's in the, I end. He he in the very in the end, end. Okay. i think he's in the end he's sipping a cup right. of coffee or something and holding the baby he's on a new ipad <laughs> he's on a new yeah. ipad he's swaddling a brand new ipad yeah. <laughs> The uh, you know, yeah, you're exactly right, and and that leans into like the genre constraint of the Hallmark movie, which is mm-hmm. like every scene is basically self-contained, mm-hmm. like because, and I think this is why the Hallmark movie 
Um, even though this is a Christmas film, right? Like at it, at its heart, this is like a holiday movie to sit down and watch, maybe while you're doing something else, right? It's a thing to have gifts. On. You're, you're right, exactly. Yeah, uh-huh. And and I think the reason that romance works so well for this kind of thing is that because we know where we're going, the pieces kind of don't matter, right? Like they're there to enjoy in their moment. And so, You've really, about what you're this getting, before somewhere was it on this podcast? Was it on a Just King things? The thing of like. Romance, part of the reason romance novels are written like that is so that you could kind of pick them up and put them down uh, yeah. and like find like it doesn't matter that you've missed something because there's a restatement of what just happened mm-hmm. basically on every page um, because you're kind of reading at a, a slight remove, not all rom- romance novels. And again, I don't mean this with any mm-hmm. sort of distaste. Well, lots of popular right? literature is written yes. that. Yeah, yeah, no, romance is like this. Uh, the, you know, the like the doorstopper fantasies, you know, pick one, right? They're written that same way too, right? Like, uh, most most big popular literature, especially at this moment, is written uh, with the idea of repetition in mind. I'm simply nodding my head. Was there something else? Was there? Nope. Okay. That's it. Oh, I was oh. just reaffirming what you were saying. Yeah, yeah, I heard all. I'm good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but but yeah. Well, where were you going with it? That that was it. I was I was reaffirming what you were saying. Oh, I see. Yeah, we're gotcha. gonna. Loop I, I got it. Got mm-hmm. it. Got it. Mm-hmm. I, I messed up the rhythm because I thought there was another place. No, no. I was going to there because that's what's happening in this film also. Is the repetition. Speaking of repetition, uh, she falls <laughs> hey. asleep and she's on the Christmas Express again. And she yeah. has another conversation with uh, Christopher Lloyd. Is this when he finally kind of explains what like the movie's about? Uh, I think so. Does he? I don't know. What's he say? I think this is when he's like, hey, you got to resolve all the problems in your life. Oh, no. So this is he drops her off uh, outside of uh, the place where Ben works. She goes and sees Ben Lee. And then this is where she tells him she's from the future. Wait, but but before that happens, does he go through like, well, you got to fix something? Well, it's uh he says something about like you have to figure it out by Christmas. He's like, I. It seems to me they all oh, oh, these sorts of things, these important deadlines, always come around at the holidays or whatever. Right, and she shows the ticket again, and the ticket is right. still half blank, and so that kind of mm. emphasizes. Which I'm just realizing, what is this movie mm-hmm. doing with that ticket? What is the ticket? What what is it? It repeating and echoing. <laughs> From back what to the is future. the ticket? The ticket's the photo Mike, from back Mike, to the Mike, future. Keep saying it. Keep saying it. What is the ticket? What is the ticket? <laughs> what is the ticket? <laughs> it's the photo from back to the future. Oh my god. Oh my god. It is. Yeah, it is. That's it's very like good. the it is. it's yeah, the yeah. prop that's going to let the the protagonist know if they've made progress. Right. Or if they're still under threat. <laughs> Except it is fully binary in this movie. You <laughs> yes. either know it or you haven't. Yeah. <laughs> when the whole point of it in the original is it's a gradient. Yes. Uh very good. But yeah, no, you're exactly right. Yeah. It'd be uh, cool if it had uh, changed at some point to a ticket to somewhere different than New York. Like space? <laughs> like Spain. <laughs> or, or space. Or like, or like Los Angeles. And it's like, right, wait. Right. You've like, you've, yeah, you changed your life, but it's not, you're not going back home to New York. Now you're just going to be Tyler's like trophy wife and it's right. his career is going to blow. You know what I mean? Right, we need oh, like the Pottersville, cool. the Pottersville scene from It's a Wonderful Life. <laughs> exactly. Right? Yes. Neat. Yeah. I'm into that. <laughs> hey, if you're listening, hey, you want to you want to let us remake <laughs> next up Christmas. <laughs> 
hey, uh, I'm very serious. I would write the shit out of a Hallmark movie. Yeah. And I would do a good job. I would do like as good a job as I could. Yeah, of course you would. It would be fun. Yeah. It would be fun. Like, I like the framework of it. I like that, like, things get resolved, you know, and also that you're really not responsible for much, you know, in terms of, like, you know, you got to know where you start. You got to know where you end. And everything in the middle kind of doesn't matter that much. It's just got to be internally consistent. I like that. That's, that's, a, that's a fun exercise. She shows up. He leaves her in that train uh, or out, out in the snow in kind of what I thought was a robe, but, but maybe is, like, an interesting coat. I also um, thought that I thought that it was like, <laughs> oh, she's supposed to be like getting out of, you know, out of her bedroom in the morning, but he's dropped her off in the middle of the snow field. And she has to like walk across town in this robe. I thought that was going to be where we went. And that's just not. It's just a it's just a coat. It's just a weird coat. It's just a coat. And, and then I thought, is this like a 2011 coat? Maybe we should hey, talk about do that. Do they read as millennials briefly. to you? Do they read as because they're like they're like 21 in, in 2011, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like they're they're like dead millennial. Like this is us. Yeah. Give or take. Uh-huh. The she television show Star this is Wars. us. This is us, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Heartbreak or whatever. I don't know how I know sad things happen in that show. That's all I know. Uh-huh. I mm-hmm. came home once and my parents were both like in tears over something that just <laughs> happened on This Is Us. Um anyway, uh they do quote Star Wars at least once or twice. Mm-hmm. Is there any other like millennial stuff? Like, they talk like an Avengers movie a little bit. He says, remember, he's like, are you here to terminate me? Or so he's like, they're doing movie quotes. Yeah. I. But do they no. read like millennials to you? I'm trying to think. They no, have their they telephones. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't. Okay. But also, like, no one reads like anything. It's a little unfair of a question. Like, yeah. do, do her parents read as boomers to you? Yes, because they like pottery and he likes like his pottery, magazine? and they have on uh, like a, the, a certain era of classic Christmas film, and like all. Of, I mean, like yes, it's an unfair question because all adults, all like all right. parents in Hallmark Christmas <laughs> movies are like boomers. Well, I, let me say this: unless you Maybe have Boomer yes. the dog, in which case, no, they don't I seem think, like Boomer the dog. <laughs> I think both her and Ben Lee do seem haunted by the financial collapse of 2007 to 2008. Mm-hmm. And so in that way, yes. I mean, that yeah. might be true, right? Yeah. Yeah. They went and to so grad is Tyler school. in some regard, right? You had to jump on this opportunity, right? There's no... Yeah. Hmm. If you miss it, you're done. You're done. You got to take that chance. It's 2011. Yeah. Obama is... Uh, we don't... You know, uh, Who knows what the future holds, right? They had to leverage the shit out of that house to pay for med school. Oh, my God. I don't want to think about it. That palatial estate. It's a, it's a big house. It was a big house. A wreath on every window. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of wreath. <laughs> and that, there's also a lot of uh, just lights everywhere, too. It's like a real thing. Yeah. Um, she sees Ben, and they cook up a cockamamie scheme in mm-hmm. order to make... Tyler less jealous. Right. Wait a second. I've missed a major plot point. Uh-oh. What'd you miss? That evening is when she thought he was going to propose. Oh, and he doesn't. And he doesn't. Wait, is that mm-hmm. true? Yeah. I thought it was in the champagne. Isn't that the whole thing? Uh-huh. That's that evening before. Oh, it's the champagne yeah. at the house is when it's supposed to happen. Right. Nope. 
they're at a restaurant. They are at the restaurant at that point. Yep. I thought that was later. The uh, it, it's because you have transposed two sister conversations with one another. Yeah, but I thought. Hmm, mm-hmm. I think I'm right it about is. this because the she proposal talks. happens after the gumdrop joke. Yeah, but there's also oh, the but there's also does. the there's also the right. That's the thing. That that's the thing. You're this right. Is what I'm you're right. You're right. Because you're right. she you're explains right. the time travel situation to Ben. Yeah, entirely this morning and right. is in like this conversation. in this conversation right. where they like they meet in the Santa place. They go out for breakfast or whatever. She's like, I got to find a way to tr- to 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 make you believe me. You're going to choke on a gumdrop later. And he's like, well, how do you know I'm still going to do that now that you've told me? And she's Mm -hmm. like, I know. I know that you will, which is a weird thing to say. It's a weird thing to be confident of. It's a weird weird thing to be kind of blasé about. Yeah. I don't joke about choking, y'all. It's scary. Mm -hmm. I almost choked on a piece of ice one time. Yeah. No good. I don't want to bring the podcast down, but we don't talk about, we don't joke about choking we don't know choke. on this show <laughs> no no joking about choking that's right <laughs> and that's why i'm beginning my, my charity and look i know there's been some prominent uh content creator charity hijinks going on recently okay <laughs> we're not involved in that at all okay uh-huh. that's not us but i am starting a charity and no you cannot know where the money goes. where's the money go <laughs> You don't want to ask where the money goes. It doesn't matter. It all goes to charity. <laughs> Turns out the money is going straight to the throats of children who choke on it. <laughs> oh, no no oh. joking about choking, Michael. Come on. I can't believe you would do it on the show. I'm crying. So you're supposed to send that one to the, to the DMs. Let that one live in the group chat. That's not for public consumption. never put it on the show. Oh, my God. Hey, do no, you no. like gingerbread houses? No, I think they're stupid. I think they're bad. I mean, like, like more. You think they're morally bad, or you think they taste bad? I think they taste bad. Well, I think well, yeah. aesthetic like judgment is the root of moral judgment, and <laughs> as such, uh, no, I think they're bad. Like they're bad to eat. They're bad on the mouth and the teeth. They don't yeah. taste good. Yeah, dude, they're garbage. What are we doing? I'm not doing. Who is we? The, the culture. The Hallmark Network. There's no, there's I, who's doing right now about making about making gingerbread houses. If you watch sports, you've seen the ad. Michael, when's the last time you saw a gingerbread house? When was the last time I watched sports? <laughs> well, you, you're no you're no Tyler. <laughs> I'm no Tyler. <laughs> when you're out of sports, don't look at me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, an answer to your question. I haven't seen a gingerbread house in years. The uh, I was at DreamHack this past weekend. Yeah, did they have a gingerbread house? They didn't, but they did have it. What you you made me the thing you reminded me of is uh, I I sent one of my students um, to there there was like a conference going on at the same time, and uh, he was talking about just like uh, like the the level of professionalism that was there or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And he said, and you know, there was a guy who was there, and he was just wearing a tank top. Mm. And I was like, that's interesting. Cause I kind of told, I was like, you know, wear a shirt with buttons on it, you know, even though it's a dream hack, you do this thing. Lo and behold, it was streamer Tyler one. <laughs> that is just <laughs> a guy who wears a tank top. Wow. Yes, you do. He's like a dude who like rages out. Oh, he's got like a veiny face. Let's see here. Yeah. I've seen this guy. Okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. 
but uh, you know, it was a similar. It, it, he said that in a similar voice to the way that you just said. When's the last time I watched sports? I see. I see. He said, <laughs> yeah. "There's a guy in a tank top there." Implicitly, you made me wear a real shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I've been betrayed. They start cooking up all kinds of goofballery, but the real deal is she's being nice to Tyler Grant. She's trying to, uh, uh, because she thinks the thing that's wrong is that she turned him down. Right, yes. And that's what's going to fix this Christmas and every Christmas after. They get to the dinner where he originally proposed. Sorry, what are we talking about? He does choke. <laughs> Yeah, Ben does on choke. The I mean, people are sorry. people are wondering, well, does he choke? He does. And what she's <laughs> what she says is like, oh, on one of the gumdrops, which is <laughs> so funny. And that's the moment I knew they were destined to be together. When someone is choking to death and you're teasing them about it, because he was <laughs> kind of a prick about mm-hmm. it earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, what if this had been like a like like timeline warp, he dies? Wow. Time paradox. (laughs) Snake? Snake? (laughs) Angie? Angie? That's hard to do. Ben Lee? Ben Lee! (laughs) Ben Lee! (laughs) I loved it when he called me on the Kodak and told me about the time that we snuck the principal's motorcycle into his office by taking off the handlebars. I forgot about that. Oh. Hey Angie, remember in nineteen? When would it, no, it'd be twenty something. Remember in two thousand and eight when you snuck the motorcycle into the president, the, the president, into the president's <laughs> Oval Office? Huh, I do. That's Angie. In, oh, in that's this Angie in this world. Yeah. yeah. Angie, huh. have you ever seen the nineteen ninety eight film Godzilla? <laughs> Roland Emmerich. It's a remake. Wait, can I? Can I like? Uh, my Let name's, me tell you a thing. My name's Emmerich, too. Wait. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Wait a minute. Is Hal Emmerich named after Roland Emmerich? No, it can't be. He predates Roland Emmerich. No, he doesn't. Does he? Yeah, no he does. Way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Roland Emmerich was born in 1997. No, not that. What? No, the director. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. know. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, Got him. <laughs> You did. Uh, yeah, no, it's a reference be. to Roland Emmerich and Hal from 2001. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so mad. <laughs> One of Kojima's favorite directors. <laughs> I can't believe it. <laughs> well, you know, I told it. Maybe you uh, did. I'm going to walk the, around the room. I need to do a lap. <laughs> I'm not. What going is to. the name of his book? The Creative Gene. Is that what he's uh, called? Yeah, Kojima's book. Did you did you read that? No, by any I chance? did not. No, it's worth looking. I know you got a lot of travel coming up and stuff, as many people do, right? Yeah. You can read it on like an airplane. You can read it on a on a train. It's not a for perhaps reasons that are not shocking. It's not like a powerhouse of a book to like sit sure, through. You know what I mean? Sure. It's mostly like short articles he wrote. But what it revealed to me, and the thing that like unlocked everything about Kojima for me, is reading that book and realizing half of it is about airport thriller fiction. Oh, that makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. And like sure. thrillers from the late 70s and 80s I've never heard of. Sure. And that's like that is his genre. That's the thing he cares about. So it is not not shocking to me that Roland Emmerich is in the mix. Although what did he do before Independence Day? Is it 
uh, Independence Day was like the big breakout, but yeah. Universal Soldier yeah. was in 92. Oh, okay. Uh, gotcha. Stargate was in 94. Stargate oh, is, yes. Emmer- Hal Emmerich is, you know, Otacon really, now that I say it, oh, is yeah, just yeah. James Spader's character from yeah, Independence Day. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, holy shit! Yeah, he is. Yeah, or you're from, getting the two uh, for one today, folks. From yeah. Star, from Stargate. Yeah, from Stargate. From Sorry, yeah, 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 from Stargate. It's okay. Yes. There's a different white guy <laughs> with glasses yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad. who uh, gets hoisted by his own petard in Independence Day. Yeah, that's correct. When those aliens take him over, yeah, I was that? way more of a star. I loved, I loved Independence Day as a kid, but I was like a Stargate kid for real. Oh yeah, me too, yeah. for sure. I, I think Stargate's great. Mm-hmm. I mean, like. Mm. Yeah, I'm not giving. That's not a universal judgment. Like, in yeah, term, yeah, but in yeah. terms of like things I enjoyed in the '90s, it was cool. yeah, it intersects with a bunch of bad shit. But like, in, in terms of yeah. like movies that uh, were like cornerstones of me thinking about the world in a bigger way, Stargate did do that because it was like, oh, language is powerful. You know, they they're not allowed to mm-hmm. write. They're not being allowed to write. Now there are other ways you could tell that story for sure, uh, but for me it was the aliens what built the pyramids, uh, and and then also language is important. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Anyway, I like when they teleport that guy's head. Fucking, it's wild. It's cool. It's That's so a cool, cool thing to do. All That's the a cool way design, to, to like kill the, a bad guy. Yeah, it's great. God, I even how did we? Okay, Roland Emmerich. Do you think the anyway, mirrors in? in the book of the new sun work like the teleporting like that teleporter from stargate or like the stargate with like the silvery liquid mirror i think they work like uh the mirror in the matrix oh the mirror in the matrix sure that makes Mm -hmm. sense Mm -hmm. yeah um they he's convinced that time travel is real yeah they concoct a plan Mm-hmm. Because because Fella doesn't propose to her like he's supposed to, so she can't accept his right. proposal, right? Because he didn't propose because she has been flirting with Ben all day, and he sees yeah. them out the window, mm-hmm. and, and she's she not, wasn't she really flirting. Know she's flirting. She was just explaining yeah. time travel yes. to him. Yes, you think he had the ring? Do you think he was gonna? And then something like that night, he was like, I just can't do it. I mean, he uh, has no, to because. Yeah. I mean, she explains yeah. early on that she was pretty sure the entire reason he went to Christmas with her mm-hmm. was to right. get her parents' permission to ask for marriage. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, maybe the, a lot of things could have changed here, right? Like maybe the fact that she was like, what, hey, dad, why don't you sit next to mom made dad less <laughs> available for Tyler to go get permission. Oh, my God. There's all this I've got my magazine. That's right. No, Tyler, you can't talk to me. I'm reading my magazine. <laughs> I guess that Tyler was supposed to talk to her father while they were fixing those light bulbs. Right. I think that's when that was supposed yeah. to happen. No, I believe he decides not to. We actually get the image, right? Because again, melodrama, everything's got to be on yeah, screen. Yeah. We got to see everything. Uh, it's when she is literally talking to him about time travel and Tyler looks out the window and yeah. you can't hear what they're talking about, obviously. And they're giggling at one another. That's what makes him decide not to... Uh, and she's the thing they're talking about literally is he puts the ring in the glass. Yes. And, and Ben is like, that's corny. And she's like, I think it's sweet. And meanwhile, inside. And he's like, that's not how I would do it. Uh-huh. I proposed. I mean, whatever, sister. <laughs> cool. <laughs> All right. But inside, yeah. Mm-hmm. They're they're chatting it up. And he's concerned. Yeah. Tyler is concerned. Maybe she's hung up on him. They go to dinner. He doesn't propose. Yeah, she's flabbergasted. There's like a there's like a swerve, right? Because he's like, uh, I got you a little surprise. 
And she's like, ooh, what could it be? Like, what's the what's the mm-hmm. thing? What is it? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is what is what does he end up getting her? It's like a no, nothing. It's it, oh, it's, it's to he gets celebrate the job. his new job, right? Yeah, yeah. right, right. Um, and so yeah, he's he's Which, like, I got this is job. the thing. He Aww. gets the job because they love the catchphrase that she <laughs> gave him early in this timeline. Because early when you on, think in the you've movie, had enough sports. I've got more. I've got more. In in the early in the beginning of the movie, she explains that she gave him the catchphrase when he was like in bed sick at some point when they were together mm-hmm. in the hospital. But here she does it at Christmas. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So she's fucked with the timeline. Well, kinda. She explains she gave it to him when she met him for the first time, which is when he was like coming in for a head injury, which is where they first met. So this is the second time she's given him this line. Yes, she's reminding him basically. Because when she says it in this seat, in this in the past future, in the in twenty eleven, two, yeah. she yeah. he's like, no, that's he's like, I don't like that. So it's close, but it's not right. And she says it's going to grow on you. But that means that she would have already told him it if what you're saying is true. I I need to interject some important information here that is not related, but it is a point of comparison. Okay. This is also a film in which they are decorating the tree and they say to little Henrik, all right, Henrik, you get to put on the first ornament. Cut to (laughs) a shot of Henrik putting an ornament on the tree that clearly has multiple (laughs) other ornaments on it. I don't see your point. This is why we got Michael Lutz on the show. I don't get it. I don't understand what you're saying. This is the attention to detail that we're looking for. (laughs) That's right. God, that's funny. And no one says shit. The the amount of effort it would have taken to get that clean. Yeah. Zero. Yeah. He literally is doing less work. Don't yeah. put don't, don't, yeah, get it shot before you, you get it up. Yeah. Or yeah. take the three you can see in the shot or whatever off. Yeah. But so you're right. You're saying maybe we don't need to think about it too hard. Is that what you're implying? <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> because the point the, is the point we've been trying to work about toward. it too hard. What? <laughs> it's impossible. No, it's that we have to fake that Chloe and Ben are dating. So that yes, uh, Tyler's yes. Tyler's suspicion meter will go down <laughs> and he will propose. Again, I have to assert Chloe is killing it. Mm-hmm. Um, hold on. What was her name? Let me pull it back up. Allie Trim as Chloe mm-hmm. showing up for the second scene, destroying it, doing so good. But also, this is the part where I was like, wait a minute, they're brother and sister. And also, <laughs> because in the next scene, when they're pretending to like be dating or whatever, it's in front of Aunt Mert, yeah. who I thought was both of their <laughs> grandmother. And she's like, well, that's a little weird, isn't it? And I was thinking, yeah, that is a little weird. You're taking this in stride, oh. Aunt Mert. Oh, my God. Can we talk Aunt Mert now? Yeah. What's uh. the deal? Why does this exist? This is some real genre shit, right? Mm-hmm. Like, why does this fantastical character exist? This, like, hyper-rich aristocracy. Does she ever share uh, screen time with Christopher Lloyd? Did they, they ever, like, make eyes and go, like, we got him, or anything like she, that? Because she she feels like she's also oh. part of the time travel team. You know what I she's mean? Like part of the home base. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's never a scene where she and Lloyd interact, but I think you're exactly right, Austin, that she is intended to be, like, you know, in, in Book of the New Sun, we were talking con- talking all the time about sort of like how hierarchies reflect themselves, right? Ooh, right. Mm-hmm. Right. She is like the kind of uh, 
like localized like mortal reflection of the supernatural world that Christopher Lloyd represents because she's the character who has access to history. She's been running mm-hmm. this town Christmas party every year for who knows how long. <laughs> she does she's, an act of time travel in a sense because yes. the big request that Angie ends up coming to her with is, "Hey, can you get the band that played or the sing- the, the chorus that sung?" Uh, right. 40 years ago or 30 years ago when my parents, you know, decided to get married or whatever, can you get them to sing again? And she's like, well, honey, they're all dead. Like all but a few <laughs> of them are dead. <laughs> she says, no, she says explicitly, she gets that banger of a Medicare joke yeah. out, right? She's like, most of them are applying for Medicare. Yeah, right. But she gets <laughs> them. so funny. She's like, honey, they're dead. <laughs> my version's better. Let me write it. Your version is way better, objectively, but you don't want to remind a bunch of people who watch the uh, the Hallmark Channel yeah, you know, about fair enough. the oncoming But death. you do tell them they're applying for Medicare because that's relatable. That's extremely relatable. Yeah, that's grandma, your and grandma you know laughs at that, you know, or your parents oh, 100%. at this point. You know, yeah. 100%. Yeah. And also, it makes it be like, well, even the elderly have something to contribute. They can make someone's Christmas be awesome. Right, right. By singing. Or by whatever. singing, that's right. Um, there's something too going on here about that kind of like hierarchy thing you're talking about, Michael, where he's like the crisp, you know, the spirit of time travel and she's like the spirit of the town. Yes. Right. Cause she's not actually anyone's aunt, right? She's just aunt Mert because everyone treats her like one, right? She's right. Kind of this kind of benevolent force that, uh, pokes around in the world and makes things happen and makes your parents date. Right. Mm-hmm. But she's also kind of like, um, she's kind of like a magical figure in that way, like a fairy godmother. She's a mm-hmm. mafia yep. lord, you know, like a mafia yeah. kingpin type. <laughs> yes. Everything that happens in this town goes through Aunt Mert. Yeah, or uh, her staff. Or her, or her staff. And there's also like a, I don't know, There, there is like a real, I'm not sure you're allowed to do Christmas stuff in a big scale way without, like, you can't step on her toes. You know what I mean? She's going to run the Christmas bonfire or or the Christmas Mm -hmm. lighting or whatever. You know, the the tree lighting. The Christmas bonfire. The town sing-along. Yeah. If you you, uh, double book that Christmas party. Oh, you're you're done. Your tires are getting slashed. Yeah, dude. So, yeah. And she gives you advice. She tells you what you need to know about life and relationships and love. Doesn't, is there, are there two breakfast scenes with her? Are there two? Because doesn't Tyler meet her too? Uh, Yes. So there's a scene with her. There's a scene of performing the relationship thing in front of her. And then, sorry, there are coyotes right outside my window, like uh, howling, howling. It's like, uh, they're really going. Uh, Yeah, we got coyotes out here. I live in the countryside. I'm the anti-Aunt Mert. I'm Uncle Dirt. Boom. Good. I like that. That's good. There, there's that scene. And then there's a the next scene where, or the next time that Aunt Mert shows up is when she's trying, she's realized, uh-oh, my parents are going to get divorced. That's what I have to fix. Right. It's right, not because she just, got, yeah, she, right. she's, has she been proposed to at this point? Yeah, uh, she gets the snowball yeah. proposal. Yeah. Yes. So she's accepted the proposal, but the ticket hasn't filled out. So she knows it's still wrong. Yeah. Right. And she thinks, oh, it's my parents. Marty, it's not you. It's your parents. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, M- Marty. <laughs> Angie. Uh, 
And so I forgot she, what you were doing for a second because it's I you know you me too actually yeah. kind of I was like what am I doing? Uh, but so uh, so yes so that's when she starts concocting up a plan because she finds out ooh my parents met at Aunt Mert's party let's try to recreate the whole. she's already found her mother's dress yep. that she wore to that original party so she knows it's in play and so she thought ooh. I'm going to get Aunt Mert. That's when she brings Tyler to a, a patisserie, you know, yeah. experience with Aunt Mert. Yep. Uh, and then he can't stop answering the telephone. Right. He has right. to go take a call. And that becomes the entire plot for him for the rest of the, sh- the, yeah. the movie. Yes. He's basically given up on her and he's just like job guy now. And then, like, everything's kind of on rails from here until the end. They go to the party. The parents, this is kind of where, honestly, this is like the 40-minute mark. This is where I kind of like, no, this is like maybe the 55-minute mark, actually. Mm. It's when I kind of, like, started checking out a little bit uh, because there's just not that, like, it's all wrap-up, right? So Yeah. Well, until it gets weird, which is the greatest thing about this movie, right? Which is like, yes, the next 20 minutes or something are wrap-up. Hey, we're going to go to the party. Hey, the 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 band is going to come back and play or the the choir is going to come back and sing the carolers. Their carolers are going to sing the right mm-hmm. songs. She's going to wear her mom's going to wear the dress and her dad is going to be reminded of of why they fell in love to begin with and the kids are all going to run around and Tyler's going to take a call at a really inopportune time when they're going to get like Aunt Mert gives them a toast. And he's gone, <laughs> so they can't like bask in the glory of community and family and love and holidays. And he's, you know, he's like, "Oh, we gotta go to, we gotta go to Spain, babe." Right. Mm-hmm. So that stuff is all like beat, beat, beat. You know, that's that's paint yep. by number. That's like giving you the stuff that you try, you know, playing the hits. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you're there to hear the hits, right? And and they're playing the hits. Yeah. I'm watching Last Stop Christmas. Oh wait, is it Next Stop next Christmas? Stop. <laughs> last Stop Christmas. The, I have the said next one is Last Stop Christmas, which hasn't come out yet, which is supposed to keep secret because we are time travelers going backwards <laughs> through time. Listener, right. this is a tragedy for us in some ways because um, for you, this is the first time we're meeting, but for us, this is the last <laughs> time you'll hear us. Wait, we got to keep going back in time. We we're keep going, going to 2011. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're going to 2011. Oh. Sorry, oh, no. we got to look through all that again, <laughs> but in reverse. Jeez, oh no. Yeah. Uh, hey, the economy starts getting really good if you start going that way. <laughs> <laughs> um, From 2011 backward, we're going right, It's a, we're hockey stick right up, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. She makes up with her sister, her parents fall mm-hmm. back in love. Uh, she's like, well, it wasn't Tyler anyway, so maybe now that my parents, everything's good, everything's fine now. And I love the that she conversation. With, oh, go ahead. Go she ahead, breaks up with Tyler on the sidewalk in front of their house and he just walks away. <laughs> uh, I'll get in my Uber. I mean, uh, uh, the, yeah, I don't know where uh, he goes. I don't know what his plan is. He's banished from eternity. It doesn't matter. Like once you are out of like, uh, you know, but does his well, life change too? No, his life doesn't change at all. Are we sure? A hundred percent. Because, because the, we, she sees the poster again. It's identical. He has the same TV it's show. The same TV had. show. Okay. He had the same it's career. The arc. same life. That's yeah. weird. He doesn't need to be punished. Unlike her and uh, Ben. Which, <laughs> yeah. Which we'll get to. Yeah, we'll get to. Uh, the one thing I want to uh, say about this stuff before we get to the like the last ten minutes or so, which mm-hmm. was so weird, is is the the divorce that was no one's fault. Yeah. Yeah. 
which is like her parents are dancing. They're dancing real close. And we're like way too close to them for some reason and not artfully close, just too close. And they are. He's basically like, I just don't know what happened. He's like, I just people grow apart. She's like, yeah, people do grow apart. And he's like, well, sorry about that. The Obama years have made us complacent. (laughs) I would have voted for him a second time. (laughs) And she said, well, you'll get the chance. (laughs) No, wait, you just had the chance. You're going to have the chance. No, wait, no, it is the next year. It's 2012. (laughs) 2012. 2012. You'll get the next chance to vote a second time. He goes, all right. Yeehaw. I've heard there's this Mitt Romney fellow. (laughs) It's making waves. But but no, so they basically have this conversation that that again, like all these other kind of important conversations, it can't resonate anywhere else, as you're saying, Austin, right? Yeah. It has nowhere to go. And so it is the weirdest, like, I guess two people who definitely should be divorced shouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. They don't need to. Well, it's like they love Christmas. They they got divorced because they forgot that they were married, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> It's weird because the the signals the signals for this throughout the movie are that he has his magazine and <laughs> right. I'm serious in some ways and he's good and he's good and that yeah. when she's like well dad normally loves this stuff um, when Angie says that her mom says like oh he just needs time right now he just needs space he just needs he's very independent these days and it's like well that gesture is at a shift like. You know, something there was a point in time at which something began to change for him. And like the the resolution that we get suggests that it changed for no reason. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And that yes. doesn't make any sense. That's the part that's like <laughs> extremely unhinged, you know? Yeah. He, he forgot how hot he found his wife. That's really it. Yeah. Yeah. But like there's like lots that, of ways that to get dress. there. My point being, there, I mean, there are lots of ways to I get mean, there. I mean, that literally is the thing. Yeah. Yes. There are lots of ways to get there that aren't about the relationship should come to a close. He could be grieving a friend who died and needs a lot of independence and lots of space to grieve, or he, he puts himself that way. And then this and is Austin's then, rewrite of the whole well, movie. No, no, I'm just suggesting. I just want to be clear your that the, dad's friend that the listener doesn't think that my point being that, like, <laughs> right, all right, relationships right. that begin to falter should end in divorce, right? Like, oh, of course. There so. are lots yeah. of reasons for a relationship to start to, to stumble. And for them to to move into positions where, like, for some amount of time, there's distance between two people. Uh, yeah. And and there's lots of ways to tell that story. But the way that this one tells yeah. the story, there is nothing there that produces it. There's the yeah. There are the effects that would come from there being a catalyst, but the, there's no catalyst. And so she can only treat the symptoms, and the symptoms are the distance. And so the remedy mm-hmm. is look at mom in the hot dress while these old people sing at you. Yeah. Currently, the <laughs> villain of their relationship is that he got a magazine subscription. Right. <laughs> he got like a sweet deal on 24 months of, of a good housekeeping right. or whatever, right? And he's like, I'm good. I got yes. Southern living. What more could I yes. want? And you can, you can, there are ways to jump in and fill in the gaps and say like, is he having an affair, right? Is he is he with yes, whoever he's going to be with? You know, you might be supposed to do I that. I think an affair or a attraction to another person is the specter that cannot be said in the Correct. Hallmark G movies. Yes, yeah, exactly. but I do think that's the implication yeah, for sure. I agree. I agree. And then he's like, "Oh, right, I already have a hot wife." Boom. I'm married Better. to Leah Thompson. <laughs> right. I shall put away Wife Magazine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Please, other wives magazine. <laughs> He, I that would be perfect if 
if at the end of the movie, you know, we get like a Marvel style stinger and it's him going through his like garage or whatever. Right. And you seize the magazine and we see the cover for the first time. And it's like wife magazine. Uh-huh. And he like looks at, we get the reverse shot. And he smirks, he throws it in the trash. Yeah. You know, so we know that we she know. like fixed time yeah. for real. Yep. Uh, that's, that's good. Hire us to make one of these. We'll do or it. Or Christopher Lloyd is flipping through it. And oh who's he God. seeing there? Aunt Mert. And now that's a love connection. That's what I think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she gets on the trip. She's she's okay. There's a thing that we haven't talked about, which is the the snowman box. Uh huh. The jewelry box. Yeah. She gets a jewelry box. She she comes down from the attic with a jewelry box, or someone gives yeah. her it from the attic. She's they have like, oh, a white old- elephant gift exchange. That's what it is. And she, someone give, which is, this is a terrible white elephant gift. <laughs> someone gives her a box that she already owned, this little jewelry box with like a snowman on the top. And she's like, oh, I haven't seen this thing in years. This is, in terms of how she's like, this is where I used to keep all my candy jewelry and opens it. And there's like a candy bracelet in there. And Ben goes like, is that the, um, is, that, is that the only thing that's in there? And she's like, yeah. And Tyler gives Ben a look that's like knowing. It's like, wait, what else? Hey, hey, man, what else was supposed to be in there? That's weird. And that doesn't, you know, the two of them never talk about anything ever. They never talk about anything. They don't get to do a scene together really outside of like snowball fight and like look at each other funny. Um, and then later she learns at the the Christmas tree lighting ceremony, Aunt Mert's famous Christmas tree lighting ceremony, mm-hmm. that her sister, is it her sister who hid the thing? Who hid it? Who took the thing out of there? <sighs> Uh, I don't know. There was a note in there. Yeah, there's like a love right. letter. A love yeah. letter from him being like, I, you know, hey, I know that it's weird, blah, 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 blah. And uh, uh, she she learns about it. And so finally, the night the night before Christmas, Christmas Eve, she um, she has to, that's what it is, her sister, her sister had found it like when she was getting it for the as the gift and removed it because it would have maybe spoiled some things with Tyler and Ben there, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, now she realizes, oh, this is the thing. And what does she do? What is her solution to this? What did you, pause, what did you think was going to happen at this moment? She has the letter. You have my heart always, Angie, or whatever it says. What, mm-hmm. what do you think is going to happen? She's like, I love, I Ben. Ben's the one for me, or whatever she said. Like, you know, she's like, I'm going to marry Ben. Ben, I love Ben. Right. And then what is she, what do you think she's going to do at that point? I just assume she wouldn't get back on the train. You think she'd like stay in 2011 and live a new life. Yeah. And yeah. prosper from knowing how I the world she is going to go. Tear the ticket in Twain. Right. That's, that's, or give that's it great. to Chloe. Chloe. <laughs> you know what Send I mean? Chloe I thought, into you know, I thought that was an interesting opportunity for another yeah. thing to happen, but I thought she would live in 2011. Right. Stay home, mm-hmm. so to speak, in yeah. 2011. Live a life with with Ben from there forward. Live it right. Yeah. Or, do, do, or she day, like right? she like has a moment with him. Like they get a scene together where they get to admit their feelings, and then like the next morning she wakes up and it's ten years in the future again. But everything's been moved around. It's you know it's kind of a Scrooge thing where yeah right. right. She wakes up the next morning, everything's back to normal, but she right. has an opportunity to make it all right. But it is, and it's the normal that we know is what you're suggesting. She right. wakes up the next morning. It's the future. She says, you know, uh, 
Ben, do you want to get breakfast? Mm-hmm. Mom, I'm Give coming me the on the next train. Christmas goose. All right, 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 right. Yeah. I'm going to make right by the world. Yeah. Gotcha. I'm going to date Ben now. Right, right. Yes. I'm going to go get my dad from Arizona and make him love my mom again. Right. All that stuff. What happens instead? But that can't really work, right? But right, this is the thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so what if you could have it both ways? <laughs> what if somehow both of those things happened? <laughs> she calls Ben and says, Ben, I love you. Listen, my train is here. I have the ticket. I have to get back on this train. I'm I'm sorry. Meet me 10 years from now. <laughs> at, I thought she said, meet me right here. Like I thought that's what I thought she said, but maybe it was like, mm-hmm. meet me at the bar, meet me at the restaurant, right? Yeah. Meet me at this restaurant in 10 years and gets on the train. And he's like speeding to, to see her yeah. from mm-hmm. Santa's village. In the Santa outfit. Uh-huh. And we get this image that is haunting. Because we don't, every other time the, sh- the I almost said the ship, the, the, <laughs> every other time the train has time traveled, it's just like been happening. You know, it's just, you wake up on the different train. Yeah. We get an image of, of his POV. Yeah. Of watching her get on the train and then it goes, it goes through a Stargate. It goes yeah. through a Stargate. Kind of like a freeform Stargate. Mm-hmm. And he sees that happen after she has said, He's like, I, I, but I want to see you. And she's mm-hmm. like, well, meet me in 10 years at the restaurant. Yeah. And the thing that I don't understand is. The does, next 10 years no, happen. No, let's not talk about the next 10 years. <laughs> okay. The next minute. <laughs> the next. Yeah. The next minute. When he goes home, is she not there anymore? Right. Where does right. she live in the world when she gets back on that train? I mean, we've just said the other half of this. Yeah. So that our listener yeah. who has not seen this understands why we're freaking out. Yeah. She gets on the train. Mm-hmm. And then she wakes up in the Metro North again. Not on the way to, to Yonkers, but on the way to New York, to Manhattan, to work. Right? right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And her mom calls her and says, hey, it's Christmas Eve. I know you're busy with work. We wanted to wish you a happy Merry Christmas. The whole family is here. Everyone gathers into the phone, you know, camera. She has her own phone back. Her dad is there. Uh, Henrik's what's Henrik's dad's name? I don't uh, know. Henrik Stodd. Henrik Stodd is there. The <laughs> uh, new Peter. adopted baby is. What is it? Peter. Peter is there. The new I adopted. I love the dad reveal, by the way. Yeah, with the beard. Because she's like, where is dad? Yeah, uh-huh. And he's like, I'm right here. I'm on cider duty. <laughs> I love that. That made me laugh out loud. Yep. That's so fucking funny to me. And and they're like, we got the little, we got your little niece. Your niece can't wait to meet you. Your new adopted niece, thanks to Ben Lee. And she's like, Ben, ben Lee? Ben did this. Ben and everyone's like, hey, are you going to come home? And she's like, yeah, yeah, I'll be there. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I have work, but you know, um, and then she goes to work, and we get like a redo of the beginning of the movie with her in the sur- in surgery. Mm-hmm. And I, first of all, there's another weird change. So did anybody pick up the other weird change that she's uh, obliterated her friend? She, yeah, what do you mean by that? <laughs> she just like doesn't exist except for one second. I, I think her friend is like not a surgeon anymore. 
Oh, what? Her what? friend used to be a surgeon and is now a nurse. Oh. And that's probably just them dropping the ball or me misunderstanding something. Uh-huh. Because yeah, because she only gets like a little, yeah. So maybe maybe it's just not right. clearly set. You know, 100% Because she possible. gets like a sentence or something, right? Yeah. Uh, at the end. Yeah. But that is weird. Yeah. Because huh. like, she's like, oh, I did, we did all the prep, but it's all, the rest of it's mm-hmm. up to you. But at the beginning of the movie, she's also a surgeon. They're both That's right. She does say that. That is her like one sentence. That yeah. She says. Uh-huh. But right. at the end, she's like, I can't do this. We can't do the surgery without you. Which is like not hmm. what I understand. Nurse, maybe she's a special type of neurosurgeon. Who knows? Hmm. Then she does the neurosurgery, and she's like, "Oh shit, I have plans." <laughs> oh, she goes in her she goes in her locker, and she sees that she has a fancy dress there. She's like, "Why do I have this fancy dress? If tomorrow's Christmas, that means today is Christmas Eve. Ten years after the thing I just did, I have to go to the restaurant." <laughs> yep. And she goes to the restaurant, and he's not there, is he? They're They're all closing down for the night. They're closing down for the night. Oh, no. She finds his phone number in her phone. She calls it. She goes, Ben, I'm so sorry I'm late. And he's like, I mean, the salads are getting cold, but. And there he is the whole time. In the background, somehow she didn't see him in the tiny restaurant. And I mean, it's, it's impolite to look. Past it is. The she goes here, over, and know. what she says, she, she. I think she's like, "Are you waiting? Are you waiting long?" Or he's like, "I don't worry, I wasn't waiting long." And she goes, "Well, compared to ten years, like, like obviously." And he's like, "What do you mean by ten years?" And that's when it started to sink in <laughs> for me, really, that everybody else lived those ten years. They've been dating. Are they married at yeah. this point? Or are they just dating? They're just well, dating. Well, no, because he, he proposes to, to he her to right propose. now. That was, right. this is, it, in my notes I put, did he wait 10 years to propose? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And he doesn't remember. Right? He doesn't know yeah. about the time travel. No. So it's not the same Ben. <laughs> you, I, okay, here, we have to, there's two things that are true. On one level, this is about as, as it's as thin as tissue paper, right? So, like, if we push on it even a little bit, we're going right. Through. I'm pushing. I know. But I'm just saying, like, that's that's the level we're at. On the other hand, it's deeply disturbing. It's deeply disturbing that, terrifying. like, he's looking. Like, think about it this way. This is his experience. Yes. He is looking at a portal. Yeah. And he is watching a magical train go through the portal. And it... Zips close behind her. Yeah. And he's going, oh, my God. I have to, 10 years, I have to. And then it's like slowly starts fading from his memory. He's like, why? There was a train. And then he's like, why am I here in my Santa suit? Right. Maybe, in maybe. Like all That's of this one reality. possibility. There's another right? possibility that that Ben continues living in his world and she never yeah. comes back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Doom timeline. Doom timeline. Yeah. But here, wait, can I like, can I like flip an opposite, like an even weirder part of that? If that's true, then where is the her from that time? Where is she? This is what I don't understand. Who's the, where's the person she displaced? (laughs) Right. In that timeline. You know what I mean? Because when she went back in time, there's not another her running around, right? She is the one. She is the one. Right. Yeah. The, the, like I was assuming like quantum leap rules, right? She like yes. a- entered yes. her own Same. body. Her, 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 her 2021 consciousness entered the body of 2011 her. Right. Yeah. 
But then that body got back on the time travel train. Yeah, yeah, it did. And then was removed from the timeline, except now in 2021, they gesture at having a whole relationship. And like, do you know, like it's not, it's, they're already, they've been dating. Yeah, it just doesn't, um, I'm sad to say that next stop Christmas doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> no, I think it makes perfect sense. This is the true fear of it all. There is only one way back and it's eradication of sense. Yeah. You want to go back in time? Good luck, buddy. You're going to cause some damage. <laughs> yeah. Up to you to decide if it's worth it. I mean, it's all positive. <sighs> I mean, sure, her parents are in a loveless marriage. Do you think she knows anything that they've ever done together as a couple? I No, she doesn't. He's going to make inside jokes, and she and she's not going to recognize them. <laughs> yeah. It's not even going to be inside jokes. He's going to be like, did you pay the water bill? And she'll be like, oh, oh. We have an apartment? <laughs> right. Okay, wait, wait. She does She's going to be like, where do I live? They do gesture, because because he's like, oh, yeah, don't worry about it. I, like, I, I had to catch up with David. And she's like, oh, right, David, your partner at the family law firm. So she is like getting elements of this world that she. So in the same way that like his memory of the future time travel might have been obliterated at the moment right. of watching her go through the portal. Do right. you think that her memory of time travel will be obliterated going forward? And in this moment of speaking to him, everything that she just lived through will be destroyed in her memory and it will be replaced by the 10 years that she has lived. Do you think that is the, the way to suture it up? That's my understanding of the wink that Christopher Lloyd gives the camera. <laughs> that's how michael reads the wink mm-hmm. i like that reading yeah me too that's the only reading that'll let me sleep at night it's creepy it's a creepy Do you think maybe that you think maybe christopher lee is playing like an old ben lee christopher <laughs> lee christopher lee <laughs> <laughs> do you think christopher lee i mean <laughs> should have gotten him in here yeah, he's, no. he's unfortunately passed right he, he died yeah. yeah yeah he died he did uh, but yeah, Christopher Lloyd, you think maybe he's playing a, an old Ben Lee and he's having to set up the conditions of his own, <laughs> or maybe he's their kid and he's having to do like a, like a Cyclops. No, yeah, no, Chris, uh, Christopher Lloyd is the old Ben and Aunt Mert is the old Angie. Yeah, right. <gasps> this is good. Yeah, yeah. This adds up. This is how we would do it. Yeah. <laughs> Let us have the keys, When you were telling us to, to write a Hallmark movie, this is what you're paying for. <laughs> oh, man, that should have been the end, right? It's like Christopher Lloyd, like, walks out and he let someone, like, you know, loops their arm around his. And he turns around and it's Aunt Mert. It's and a, she's yeah. like, yeah, she's like, yes. was it a beautiful ending? And he's like, it always was. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's, That's right. Exactly how that is how it should have ended. I agree. That's free. That's a freebie. Yeah. And then you go, oh, man, I, maybe I'll watch this movie again to find out about Aunt, Aunt Mert's mystical capabilities. Yeah, was this always there? Is this like a, a, a B-plot that we didn't pick up on? Right. Hmm. When he proposes, he says, Andrew Reynolds, will you finally marry me? So maybe he, maybe it's been a while. Maybe he's been like trying to propose a few times. You know what I mean? Maybe they went through a whole rock. And she's like, story. I can't do it. In- I don't know why. Right. But I can't do it till it's on screen again. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't know. It's hard to square the circle on this one. I had a good time watching it. I had a great time watching it. I like this movie. I thought it was fun. I had a blast. It's like a little boring, like toward the end. And again, that's just like a, that's a TV movie problem. That's not a, this movie problem. Yeah. 
Yeah. Michael, you're going to watch any more Hallmark movies? Uh, sure. For future episodes of Shelved by Genre. Damn. <laughs> I found out uh, while uh, clicking around about this movie on the whole internet. Did you know there's like a bunch of different uh, Hallmark movie watching podcasts? Oh, that oh, makes I'm sense. Sure. Yeah. That's like it's like its own subgenre. Yeah, that makes sense to me. That feels like uh, you know, that feels like a like a good niche to try to get get your your head into. Yeah, of course. Oh, it's the only place you're going to see Lindsay Fonseca and Chandler Massey. Oh, by the way, uh, Tyler Grant, like, yeah, he just lives his life. Yeah, yeah. he gets married, right? He's like, that's the mm-hmm. on the front page of the newspaper. Yes. Yeah. He's such a famous sports commentator that his marriage is being run on the front page. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I get it. So at some point, do you think Angie will do Vivimancy? Or no? You don't think that's no Vivimancy in Angie's future? I don't know. I well, She would have to summon her own self. Yeah, what if, what if that had been the solution? What if at the at Christmas Eve 2011, she had she had summoned herself. She summoned herself back in time to do it right. You know, maybe it was one of those. That would be better. I'm trying to get like a situation where like we can get like five different Angie timelines going. That, that's what I'm thinking. Kind of like a uh, like a double trouble or a parent trap. Yeah, yeah, scenario yeah. Where yeah. you can get two Angie's kind of pinging off of one another. Exactly. Is double trouble the name of that movie? Isn't there one of those? I. I don't know. Do you mean um, it takes two? No, that's a game, isn't it? It's probably also <laughs> a movie. No, Double Trouble is an Elvis movie. <laughs> <laughs> Are you thinking of the? You already said the Parent Trap, right? Mm-hmm, yeah, but it's another twins thought, movie. Yeah, I thought that. I movies thought there was a movie with twins. Movies about twins switching places. There is a movie from 1992 called Double Trouble. Muscle-bound twins try to smash a jewel smuggling ring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what you were thinking of. What? There's there are dudes blasted one another in this trailer. <laughs> cool. This movie might be good. You think about Mary Switchmas? Is that what you were thinking of? I'm, I'm not. That seems cool. <laughs> What's that about? About two people getting a Nintendo Switch? Yeah. Uh-huh. Two identical sisters. Fighting over who gets to play uh, Zelda? They switched during a Christmas party. Finding out more about their family and themselves before the the night ends. One second. <laughs> Director Christopher Nolan, not Christopher Nolan. <laughs> it is Christopher Nolan. <laughs> I was so confused for that's that's cool. That's such a powerful maneuver. Let's go. To be like, yeah, I'm Christopher Nolan. Yeah. What about it? <laughs> what yeah. Say something. Yeah. I'm Christopher Nolan. And this is Mary Switchmas. Yeah. What's the problem? <laughs> this this was, uh, by the way, just in case we care, it was um, directed by Dustin, Dustin Reichert, uh, who has made a billion of these. Right, right. Made a bunch of Christmas movies. Look, I think that's a cool job if you can get it. I If, if they were like, hey, you can make a, a movie a year the rest of your life. They all have to be about Christmas. I would do it sure. in an instant. No question. Uh, it's a. Uh, uh, he just did for 2023. He didn't direct it. He executive produced a Biltmore Christmas. Mm. Is that about, about them building more at Christmas? No, I think it's about going to the Biltmore 
at Christmas. Uh, oh, okay. Makes more sense. Which is like a thing people do. He now. used to make Westerns and cowboy movies. Look at his directors. Look at his director listings. Ghost Rock. Death Hunter. Easy Rider 2, The Ride Home. Where were all the Westerns coming out? The, this is the early 2000s. You don't remember 2002's Essence of Echoes? Actually, this is a crime movie. Yeah. Uh, you don't you remember 2003's Ghost Rock? Ghost Rock's a great name for a cowboy Haunted movie. Airplane. Yeah. Yeah. This this is the film industry, by the way. The Gun Down. Yeah, this is like, you know, real people. Real people making movies. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. You gotta, sometimes you got to make Ambush at Dark Canyon, and it's probably okay. Randy Hauser's Like a Cowboy. That's a music video. This is a music video, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, written by Samantha DePippo. Great name. Only only written two films. What was the other one? Uh, let's see here. Previous. Next Stop Christmas and Expecting Amish. <laughs> a TV movie about uh, the 18-year-old Hannah Yoder who is ready to join the Amish church and marry her boyfriend Samuel, but things change when she goes to Hollywood and gets a glimpse of the world beyond. This appears to be... Uh, it, it actually is a lifetime movie, so it's of the genre you referred to previously. Now, mm. I clicked through on the writing credits. And yep. DePippo, uh, a lot of Samantha DePippo, Andrew Gernhardt, and Christy O'Connor have concept uh, credits here. Yep. Carrie Drake has a writing credit along with Dwayne Poole. Carrie Drake wrote, wrote, Severance. wrote an episode of Severance. Wrote two episodes of Severance? Wrote one or episode has a, of has a, has a credit. Has a credit. On, right. So probably wrote the whole season, but uh, got credit for an episode. Right. And the new Lost in Space. Yeah. And the Tales of the Walking Dead. And the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. <laughs> yeah. And in the what middle the sh- of all and that. And Limitless. Yeah. And in the middle of all that. And Defiance. Oh, that was the video game plus TV show thing, right? Is that what that? Yeah, was that? 100%. Yeah, that is it. Yeah. I Deep sci-fi graduates. background here. Oh, absolutely. I, I remember in graduate school hearing a presentation that was like, this is the future this is the of future. all media. Yeah, I also got that. that was, and it, at the time, I said, no, it's not. <laughs> I said, have you seen this thing? <laughs> yeah, I was like, have you, play, have you played this video game and have you seen the television program? I can tell you it's not. It's it's absolutely, it's not the present of media, right, let alone. Right, right. Cool idea. I'm not shitting on any of that stuff, but like the what was sold to me was not the reality of it. Dwayne but, Poole has decades in, in television writing, going back to like Laverne and Shirley and a Flintstone Christmas. Cool. Wow. Love it. I like that there's three people with a concept credit on this thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like that multiple people took a swing and couldn't figure it out. Yeah. yeah. They're like, she goes back to 2011, though. And they go, yeah, but. And they're like, I don't know. From there, <laughs> from there I don't, what do you want from me? I don't know. I got I got you that far. Like, I feel like. Where is the next stop? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Easter? Wait, what the <laughs> shit? So Dwayne. Okay, look. Uh-huh. Dwayne Poole. Genius maneuver. Next stop, Christmas comes out in 2021. The previous year. Dwayne wrote a movie called A Timeless Christmas. Charles Whitley travels from 1903 to 2020 where he meets Megan Turner and experiences a 21st century Christmas. It's a time travel forward Christmas movie. Wow. That's cool. I feel like going from a 1903 Christmas to a 
20 whatever Christmas would really suck. I think that's a he does not get the better deal there. I think there's probably less smog. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. But he's also got to watch people like, I don't know, stomp each other to death for Furbies or whatever. Yeah, right. Did happen. But also soda. Hmm. (laughs) And uh, kettle corn. They didn't have that back then. He can watch funny YouTube compilations. Yeah. TikTok. We we just watch a man's brain rot in real time. (laughs) (laughs) He also did Christmas on the Vine. Oh, yeah. I don't know what that means. A young marketing executive is assigned to help a struggling family-owned winery in a town that's lost its Christmas spirit. I Due to it. a large wine conglomerate. Oh, gee. <laughs> it's all here, isn't it? That's this America. Is cool. It uh-huh. is America. That's the world. These, you know, these are, this is great. I'm about it. All right. I think that's this episode. Uh, this is kind of why mm-hmm. I don't buy... At, to greater or lesser degrees, a lot of us have have part of our of our careers tied to video games, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and and uh, it's been a little it's been a little while now since uh, Eric uh, has never been published the Ludic Ludic Century bit, uh-huh. right? Yep. But but that's not the only person. Eric's not the only person who made that who's made that argument, right? That the, uh-huh. the 20th century belonged to television and film to that t- style of visual media. And that the 21st century is going to belong to video games, right? Mm-hmm. Or interactive media in some way. Yeah. Uh, which, well, the 21st century is going to belong to Christmas, I think. Well, we, we all agree here. <laughs> yeah. I don't think, you know, there is no next stop Christmas for video games. I don't mean that there aren't no. games that exist in this mode. There, Of course there are. But there's no, the 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 dominant form is still the one that produces that one person in their career back-to-back years makes a time travel back and a time travel or a time travel <laughs> forward and a time travel back Christmas movie. The the yeah. capacity and reach of the, of the film and movie and or the TV and movie industry is still so much greater than the video game industry. I don't yeah. care how many billions of dollars in gross revenue they produce every year. That shit is bullshit. And like we got to address the reality on the ground. And it is that TV and film are still incredibly dominant. Maybe social media or something is 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 the 21st century, you know, uh, competitive competitor to that. But even that right. is, is only competing over what the visual is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's still that it's still, it's still visual yeah. media. The only thing that we have in video games that's, that's kind of close is like the equivalent to a Hallmark Christmas movie is a Fortnite seasonal event. <laughs> sure. Every, and it, right, and that in can't terms of and that can't carry a thing by itself, right? right? right. Like that. Next stop, Christmas is its own crystalline object that can live on its own, right? right? Like it can go. I, I bought a DVD of the movie. Right. You know what I mean? Like it has an existence in the world, independent of its dependency on any other like media property. Our our closest version of that is you know is a little holiday pack inside of a different game that's selling right. you some other thing. Right. And part uh, part of part of the reason for that is you can make next stop Christmas in essentially this probably had a 17 day shooting schedule. Right. right? Like I, mm-hmm. I want to be super clear. I'm not saying that games that are in this genre don't exist. Lake right. just released holiday DLC that is yeah. this exact thing, right? Like Lake yeah. itself was like this. There are lots of uh, visual novel and, and interactive fiction things that are in this space. There are lots of adventure games that are in this broad space, right? Um, yeah, sure. uh, but 
they they do not have the cultural reach or the industrial like machine that goes into yeah. producing them. Those things yeah. don't exist. So, yeah. And what I'm saying about the holiday event, right, is like, yeah, in, in games, the thing that has that kind of reach, right, which is like. Fortnite is in like millions of homes, right? right? In the yes. same way that like Hallmark by virtue of being attached to any given cable package is in millions of homes. Hallmark can afford by virtue of selling lots and lots of advertising can just ship out all these like different little small products that like kind of individually don't matter, but you can work on a lot of them to make a career. And certainly I guess if you work at Epic, you can like make your life making the individual events in Fortnite, but they're not particularly interesting. And they are they're non they're non-independent, right? They are pieces of content attached to another kind of big thing. Right. Whereas next stop Christmas is like its own little thing. Standalone object, right. Yeah, yeah it's a standalone object. Yeah. I think that actually does matter, right? Like it, you're right that there are these things that exist for games, but as you just said, right? Like Lake made DLC for this kind of thing. Right. It's not its own like standalone holiday game. We don't we don't really have those right. in games. You can right? go get, yeah, subscribe to get, the Hallmark channel by itself online and watch just their big Christmas collection if you wanted to. Yeah. And that's not the only way to engage with media like this around Christmas, you know? Mm-hmm. Anyway. There are uh, people, they'll have already done this when it comes out, but people in the Discord were talking about this is scheduled. Next Stop Christmas, they were able to look at the Hallmark Channel broadcast schedule to figure out when this is airing Yeah, on Christmas Eve or whatever and then like plan their life around it so they can watch it to be up to date on the show. Yeah. There's nothing like that for games. There's a reason Jordan Peele came out at the Game Awards and Hideo Kojima didn't come out at the at the Oscars. Oof. You know? <laughs> Oof. Calls it like I like I sees it. Yeah, because his best friend doesn't or a guy <laughs> a guy who presents himself as his best friend <laughs> does not run the Oscars. Can you imagine if Chris Rock had been like and and here's my best friend, Hideo Kojima? <laughs> It just never would happen. Oh, it'd be so funny. If, uh, who's the guy in When Harry Met Sally? Billy Billy Crystal. Crystal. If Billy Crystal had been like, and here's my best friend Hideo Kojima, it just would never happen. I want to see, like, the hyper-realistic, like, mocap Billy Crystal. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Put Billy Crystal on the scanner. Yeah. Get him in there. Get him in there. And Meg Ryan. Hey, a little bit of gaming news. That uh, new Kojima project or whatever, right? Yeah. Sophia Lillis in there. Yeah. She's great. Yeah. That's a great This actress. is the new project that was the, this is the one we're talking about that was announced at that show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's, yeah sure. Some sort of uh, mocap interpolated thing, maybe. Yeah. A little unclear what it is, but uh, she was in, uh, the reason I'm bringing it up is she was in It Chapter 1 and 2, which we, uh, I think, thought were interesting around Just King things. We sure. talked about those in the bonus episode. You can go to patreon.com. Slash range touch, get access to bonus episodes of this show and our other shows, including, uh, uh, I almost said including Shelf by Genre, but I, I guess say, inclusive of Stranger that. Things is where I thought you were going to say, which was very strange things. to me. Uh, we sell an independent subscription. We've licensed Stranger <laughs> Things from Netflix. It's all of our stuff. And then also you can watch Stranger Things on our Patreon. Uh <laughs> But uh, the Just King Things bonus episodes, you can listen to Michael and I talking for like, I think, nine hours about the It <laughs> adaptations yeah. overall. But uh, but she she's in those and she's great. I, I watched all the um, behind the scenes things for those and I came away with like a real appreciation for uh, most of those child actors, but in particular her. I think she's a, uh, she was a really um, 
interesting teen actor to hear talk, which is not always common. Sure. Yeah. And, and then she was in um, the D&D movie, which I thought she was really good oh, in that, yeah. too. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited to see her in a Kojima project in particular. Hey, can I plug something that has nothing to do with me? Yeah, sure. Uh, if you've heard us talk about Metal Gear Solid and Metal Gear today and been like, I want to know what the hell they're talking about. You should yeah. watch the Chip and Ironicus Let's Plays of Metal Gear Solid. I, you know, I wonder if they would tell you to watch them. You should at least watch. There's some content in those okay, first two. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I don't know if they're into. Maybe just watch the ones for five, which is just great. watch the one for five. You'll get you'll get a good old time out. Of yeah, it. you'll get a good old time out of it. You'll get enough to kind of like get who we're talking about, sort of, kind of. I mean, Otacon's mm-hmm. not in that, but well, his terrible dad is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. His terrible dad and the robot mom. You know, the yep. AI mom, I think, are both beep, in beep, that. Beep, 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 and it, like, flies around. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, you get to see Skullface riding that thing. Sure that do. Jeep. All right. I think we're done here. We don't know the exact schedule for Earthsea, which is the next thing that we are doing. Can we make a call here? Do we want to read the whole first book for the first episode, or do we want to read the first half of the first book? I think let's split the first one. Okay. Yeah, but just so we'll have some time to swim around in it. Yeah, I think let's okay. swim around. Let's let's yeah. Uh-huh. I'll put together an official schedule, but we'll we'll have that there. We're gonna read the first half of that book, give or take. Uh, and uh I'll get some page numbers up for people to check out on the Discord uh and in various other places where information is provided. Have y'all started in on it at all yet? Are you are you getting artsy pilled? Okay. Well, yeah, same. Yeah. I bought it. I haven't. I, I'm no, I'm not getting uh, earth pilled yet. Well, we've already um, been earth pilled. Mm-hmm. That's right. right. That's the real connective tissue between. Right. We went from earth, earth to earth, sea. Right. That's right. Right. Um, we uh, so I haven't yet. No, because I'm reading currently Storm of the Century. What is that? Why do I, what, do, why do I know that? What is this? What is it's the new? It's the next Just King Things. Just King Things oh, for right. January 2024. Right. Okay. It's not the perfect storm. <laughs> that belongs on this show. Right. Y'all ever you ever see the perfect storm? The the a boat long movie? time ago. Yeah. Like big storm. You're like, oh my God, how do we survive this? Yeah. And like his wife is like looking out and being like, oh no, yeah. gonna, is he gonna make it? There's some bleak shit in that. You know, earlier in the episode I was talking fears. about uh, uh that Jonathan Glazer movie and how that's like one of the bleakest things in cinema. Mm-hmm. That Those guys make in that the, boat wait, that's at the end of that movie? The, the cut of this episode? Sure. Okay. All that stuff we talked about while you were here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, why not? All right. I don't know, unless Jordo cuts it out. Now, now Jordo can't cut anything out. No, there's some stuff. I wrote some timestamps down. <laughs> there's some stuff to cut. All right. We'll be back in... Um, in a couple weeks with uh, the next episode of Shell by Genre, and that will be on the first half of the first book of Earthsea, which is, what's the name of it? A Wizard of Earthsea? Yeah. A Wizard of Earthsea. Yeah, yeah you're, you got it. Thank you. I was like, I don't think it's, it's not the Tombs of Adawan. That's the second one. <laughs> That's the second one. What a cool title, by the way. Are y'all, are y'all hype about it? You ready for it? I'm, I'm like so ready for it. You have no idea. This is why I was asking, like, are other people mm-hmm. ready? Mm-hmm. And I am ready. Michael, you ready? I'm, I'm ready as I'll ever be. Have Ooh. you read these books before? I've read some of them. 
I've I mean, also Michael's read a fantasy hater. I know. That's why I'm yeah. curious how this is going to go. I'm excited. He he saw that big portal that that train went through, and he said, "Thank God, there's a train." <laughs> It was the saving grace of the film. If she had been on the back of some sort of like magical pachyderm, I would have been Mm -hmm. like, no. A reindeer? No way. (sighs) Just pretend all the stuff in Earthsea is technological. Okay, yeah. Just fill in the blanks with your own technological answers for things. Just pretend you like it, Michael. (laughs) Just pretend it's good. You don't don't dislike it due to pre-existing prejudice. Um, we'll get there. We'll see what's going on. I haven't, I haven't read all of them, so we'll, we'll see yeah, what's I happening. Also have not. I, I've read actually only very few of them. I'm like, I'm, I am a, or this might be a, wait a second. I'm reading books. I thought I haven't read before moment. I'm not hundred percent mm-hmm. sure which of these I read when I was a kid. So mm-hmm. I know I read the first one like two or three times, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and I think I read two of Ottawa once and then I don't remember the name of the third one. So who knows? Hmm. Uh, Oversee Under Stone. I don't think I've read that. I think it's a different series. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a different series. God damn it. Yeah, yeah, it's The Darkest Rising. Uh, All right. We will be back in two weeks with the first episode of Earthsea. Thanks so much for listening. We've enjoyed what we've done so far, and uh, hopefully you enjoyed this little swerve that we took. If you want to hear us talking about more television shows and or movies you can go to patreon.com slash range touch that's been a big chunk of the bonus episode so far we have not decided what the bonus episodes are going to be for Earthsea, but it's probably going to be a bunch of fantasy stuff so if you've got <laughs> fantasy recommendations let us know thank you for suffering with us michael that's right <laughs> thank you for pre suffering he hasn't even started suffering that's right that's yeah. the best part yeah thanks you thank you for preparing to We'll be back soon with another episode for Michael and Austin. We are out. Let's hear that poem. We don't get a poem because the poem's about books, and this is all about movies. So just put in some, I don't know, sleigh put, bells right here. No, just put in like a little jingle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good idea. Oh, Jor- Jordo, do a rhyme about Christmas <laughs> or the holiday season broadly, please. Thank well, you. Well, no, because it's it's a new year. Do a New Year's jingle, Jordo, please. <laughs> that's, a lot of, that's a lot of ask. Jordo's creative. Jordo's very creative. Shout out to Jordo. Jordo might have a thing in the can. Damn, like on deck. Maybe, I don't know. Hmm. Deck in the halls, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) The uh, theme song for Shelf by Genre is made by Cinderwell. Jordo does all of the editing. Sam Beck does the podcast art. Sometimes I forget the credits and now I've (laughs) remembered it. Take us out, Jordo, with whatever you came up with. (laughs) Christmas. New Year's Podcast Genre Little Notice Notice.